Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the inside of the insiders, Tyler Keel. Oh, hello, everybody. I, I'm here. As welcome well. back to the world, Tyler. How was day? How's Daydreamland? Daydreamland. Um, it's nice. No, I'm. I decided. I was reading. Uh, uh, apparently, the goaltenders. We're not going to jump into this too much, unless you want to. Uh, the goaltenders were complaining about the smaller equipment. Well, yeah, it's stupid. They shouldn't have smaller equipment. Well, okay. Um, let me just... Well, first, before we get going, I think we should mention... Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Seat Giant. Seat Giant! All right, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to get some of that Seat Giant. All right, you're yeah. going to be macho, man? All right. Let me tell you something, brother. SeatGiant.ca. You get 3% off all your purchases. With you, the, the use of your promo code, TKP Brother. Brother, brother, brother. Oh, yeah, brother. You got in that dot com, Seat Giant, the American order. You get that 5%. Oh, you get that 3%. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going full road, not the road. I'm converting. Going not the road. I'm going to not the road. Not the road. The American dream. You can, American dream. You can get that 3% on all American orders. If you up north in Canada, you can get them 5% orders. 5% and 3% on whatever side of the border you want. American dream, not that road. TKP is what you got to do, brother. DKP, man. DKP. Oh, man. You want my son, my son, Cody. He'd be the grandson of a plumber. Oh, a son of a plumber. That's what we're going for here. <laughs> Guess what? You'll be making plumbing money, but however, you can get your seats here at seatgiant.com, seatgiant.de. If you're making money of a plumber, I tell you that, my son. If you got hot times. Hot times. If you want, if you got hot times and you want to go watch a hockey game, Seat go giant. to Seat Giant. Okay. SeatGiant.ca or SeatGiant.com. Oh, 3%. 5% promo code TKP. TKP. Nothing oh, rolls. Hot times. You almost turned in Charles Barkley there for a second. You got a little close there. Man, the key uh, to get in the playoffs. No, 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 Penetration. No, no, Penetration. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no, no, no. Got to get nah. the deep center. The Le- no, LeBron. Not, no, no. Oh, LeBron. Oh, 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 true, true. Okay. Like, man, I'll tell you. Go on those sides. It's just true. Go on those sides. You got to go to seat giant, man. <laughs> Seat Giant, where you gotta go for Seat Giant, you get your discounts, your 3% and your 5% if you use the word TKP. You go so much, man, you're just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Oh, boy. We are off to a good start. Good start? Is that what you're calling it? Good start, boys. Um, Yeah, SeatGiant.com, TKP, if you cannot understand what we're saying. 3% on American orders, 5% on Canadian orders on SeatGiant.ca. Canadian orders are in Canadian money. Correct, Mundo Senorito. So, Talking about good starts, though. Not for good the Good starter. Good starter? Good starter. Carey Price. Good starter, Carey Price. Now the second, he holds the second place second. in the all-time winningest goalies in Montreal Canadian, in Lake Canadian. history. Yes, sir. He did Surpassing that. Mr. Patrick Waugh just most recently, and he is now second behind Jacques Plante. And Jacques Plante played for 30 years, so it may take him a minute. He's got a bad time well, okay, to get there. But don't forget, Jacques Plante... He played during a time where seasons were like 40 games. 40, 50 games, and he was the only goaltender, though. That's and Carey's not going to be... And, of course, that was when the Flying Frenchmen were at their peak. Yeah. Like, when they were winning a lot. Uh, let me... I'm going to quick... I actually want to... I'm curious now. Um, I'm going to look up Montreal Canadiens... Season records. I just want to see what their uh, records were like back in the day. Win loss record. Uh, really good. All right, let's see. All time records at arenas. Wow, that's kind of neat. 
Hockey reference. Really good place. Hockey slash reference. Um, let's see. No, while, while, you're, while you're looking that up. Wait. I think I got it. What? Let's see. Uh, so Jacques Plantier's would have been the original six years. Yes. So they went. Let's look at the records here. Um, 44. Uh, that was, those are the Bill Dernan years. I got to go past 50. Okay. They went. Let me just make sure I have this. Okay. I have to go back to the top to find the things. It's a very long list. Okay. Wins, lost, ties. Okay. They went one year. They went 38, 8, and 4 in 50 games. 28, 17, and 5. These are the builder in years, like I said. And then you go to the Jacques. So they did good. Uh, 18 losses, 14 losses. And they kept going and played even longer. I I guess it's not awful. Then again, Jacques, like like I said, you play 50 games a year as a goaltender and you win 40 of them or 35 of them. Do the math. Not to mention he's not making as many saves, though. Then again, also at the same time. He, he was made a pre- lot. He, he yeah. was making. He was facing way more shots. But no, just to for those of you that aren't into the whole entire thing, uh, Price got his first shutout of the season with his twenty two hundred and nineteenth. Oh my goodness, can't even numbers today. Two hundred and ninetieth career win with Montreal Canadiens, surpassing Hall of Famer Patrick Waugh, who collected a grand total of. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> he moved past Patrick Waugh. And he is now only behind Jacques Plante, who collected a grand total of 314 victories with the Canadians. So he has to get another 114 wins just to tie. Just to tie? Uh, and he's what? Uh, yeah, he could do it. He's got, he got, he got he a could ten, do it. He's got a ten, he's got an eight-year con, or ten-year contract. Excuse me. Yeah. He's got time to do it. Win ten, win ten games a year, or eleven games a year. He's on it. Um, I'm just looking at Jacques Plantin. Look it up. Remember how they always can play? There's not enough scoring in the NHL today. We'll talking about the goaltending pad in a second. Um, let's see. Jacques Plant had like nine two six, nine two nine, nine. This is from 54, 1954-55 season to 64-65. He had a nine two six, nine two nine, nine two zero, nine twenty two, nine twenty five, nine fifteen. That was the last year they won the five. That was when they did the five, Pete. 906 and 61 when they still made the finals when they could have won six in a row, but they lost to, you know, Bobby Hall and Glenn Hall. Um, the 6162, they went nine back up to 923, 913, 910, 902 in 6465 when he played with the awful Eric Rangers. Gotta be honest though, I don't care about those numbers because if you put Jacques Plante with those stats in today, he's maybe a backup. Well, okay, it's 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 a different it's, game. It's the comparison. This is you know it's funny because remember the remember I don't the, think you compare them. You can well, remember the them. interview that SDP did with Matt Sundin. He said you really can't compare eras, and then Steve Dangle is like, "What have I been doing for the last six months?" Remember what has he been doing his entire life? No, he doesn't. Well, he doesn't do. He doesn't do. He hasn't done those all the time. But I just remember I just kind of laughed because I was like, you know, it's kind of funny because you know you really can't like would Gordy Howell be able to play in today's game? Well, no, he was he was he was physical and he was powerful. Well, let's be honest. He's about he was six foot, one hundred and eighty pounds. That today is like, that's a fourth line winger. No, that's Tom Wilson. No, Tom Wilson's six foot three. Hold on, Tom Wilson is six foot three, two hundred some pounds. I'm gonna guess. Um, so seeing like Jacques Plante's numbers compared, like thinking about it, like the way the game was, like he actually hit a one eight six in fifty five fifty six. That was the first year of the five feet. Well, wait, Tom Wilson. How, how, how fa- I said 6'3", 210. How big was Gordy? Six foot. Six foot. How much did he weigh? I said 185 pounds. Okay. 
Yeah, Tom Wilson, 6'4", 194. Oh, so he's lean. <laughs> Leaner. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Wow. He's a he's a lanky son of a gun, if you know what I'm he's saying. A big, he's big, though. He's like goat cheese. He's tall. He's like goat cheese. No, goat, goat cheese, cheese is big. Six foot five. And he's six foot five, like 200 no, pounds. He, well, he, he doesn't With play. With pads. He doesn't play like it. I can tell you that. Well, yeah, he plays like a small little gun. That's why when, you know, when people talk about him, you're like, oh, he must be like a Brendan Gallagher kind of player. Nope. Well, he, well he's small. You see him, and he's like, oh, you're not tiny at all. You just play tiny. I'm just saying, he tries to play a speedy game, and he if he played bigger, that'd be interesting. Yeah, and uh, he probably wouldn't have a spot on the team. Because uh, he'd get the Peter Holland treatment. Well, Peter Holland just... He was a big boy. Peter Holland could not... Big he, boy. He did not have a place on... Babcock's team, you know that. The same way Milan Milan Mahalik did not have a place on Babcock's team. Milan Mahalik, famous two goal score, no one goal score, 2016-2017 season. Okay, got sent down to the waivers. Um, Skate sent. Got, do, you, can, do you want to go into goaltending pads or no? Do you want to keep going? Well, we can go into the goal, goaltending. Well, well, we because we looked at the really ugly ones last week, but I kind of just going off what you're talking about. Yes, back in the day when Jacques Plant was playing, there was, when he got the three hundred and fourteen like wins, the pads were very very they were, small. They were an umpire chest protector, At or one, like a cat, like a baseball well, basically, catcher's basically. Like I remember, I used to see video photos of like Bill Dernan's gear, like, it, and you know, it was like the only reason why he was bigger than Maurice Richard is because a taller and b he was fatter. <laughs> he was, he well, was yeah. a chunky boy, and I mean, all the pads they didn't have like dense foam or any of the no, it just materials nowadays. With it was little, just leather, leather with, with, some, with feathers. Well, like stuffing. Well, stuffing, feathers. Like what, a, like what you have in a pillow. Like yeah. our pillows, we have our throw pillows were about as thick as they were back then. Yeah, that's the reason the, why they, the they leather were, was the protecting part. Yeah, the reason why they were called pillows way back when is because they were basically made like pillows. Yeah. It was the same kind of concept. You have a bladder and then you fill it with stuffing and then that was it. So kind of nowadays... Because how all started with Corey Hirsch. That court, do you remember that in 2015, 2016? He complained about the gear, how it should be smaller. And he had that no. bit. He had that one bit. I remember the game. It was Montreal versus Colorado. I was up in Lucknow and I watched it and I tweeted so hard at him. I said, if you had a bigger glove, you probably would be a gold medal winner, not a silver medal winner, you bum. Because Says the person who was playing the feds. I, was, I wasn't even playing the fed. I was in Lucknow. Yeah. Remember, he was the one that Forsberg did. The yes, I, I'm so, aware. Yeah, so but but just but then just, just started, so, so, so I'm so I'm cl- just so I'm like aware and clear. They only shrunk the chest protector. They correct? shrunk, no, they streamlined the pants. The 2016-27 in the middle of the season. No, I'm talking about this year. Though. This year they did the chest protector, but last year they streamlined the pants. There is talk. I think the the paddles are. They want the paddles to be smaller. That's another thing they were talking about. Oh, geez, Michael almost fell. Fix it. Um, here's a couple of quotes that I've heard uh, today that I've seen. Uh, Braden Holtby said, uh, sooner or later, someone's going to get hurt pretty bad. Well, yeah. Horrible grammar. But then again, it's probably after practice. You can deal with the bumps and bruises and stuff. It's when you hope someone doesn't get a broken bone or something of it. And I've had chest protectors that have been pretty big over the years. I still get pucks in the ribs. They can kind of, it, it, it depends on where you get shot. I remember I made as a go- even if you doesn't matter what protection you're wearing like the unless you're getting hit right on like your leg pads right on the pillows if you were 
right dead center yeah. it's gonna hurt i think i think the goal goaltenders i don't think are worried about the legs the knees they're really it's, worried it's about the upper body they're worried about the upper body and like the hips well i and that's why the streamlined pants such a big deal when they initially brought it out because well, it shrunk the pants up and when they dropped the the thigh rise they had to make sure it was up only halfway up your thigh yeah because that if you if you were in a bad spot it left your knee exposed Right. And that's where the the proper knee guards came in. Yeah, and I've worn knee guards before. Well, if, Ma- well, if, Curtis McElhinney, and we're going to talk about him in a second, but he was talking about in practices how he was just, just him transitioning to the smaller like chest protector and stuff. He was telling people like at first just shoot at my legs because I'm scared to death. And then he like took one like shot right into the arm, and he it obviously he's welted. Get, it these welted, these goalies are going to get a whole lot more bumps and bruises, and this is the part of the show where, like, those old, old goalies are going to be like, back in my day, we didn't even have masks. You should be fine. But at the same time, you're talking about goalies that well, yeah. their entire style, this this hybrid thing, is dependent on the use of their pads, and, like, they have to... They have really, to adjust. They, they have really, to adjust their game, yes. They may just have to go back to being butterfly goaltenders. Well, you, you know, here's that's the thing. It's like because well, speaking of butterfly goaltenders, one that was maybe famous for being like the last drop down block, Mister James Reimer said he he was telling the Associated Press, "I've never flinched in my life." No, he's he's a he was always a drop down goaltender. He was more of a hybrid, but I'll let you go with it. Uh, you're, you're, you're Alex. I was part of the special unit of the whole the hockey goalie unit. Alex, let me tell you the union, the goalie uh, union. I was me, lacrosse. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I appreciate your opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> he was a straight... No. Bernier was a hybrid. Reimer was a drop-down. And that's why Bernier started. We're not getting into that. We are not getting into that! <laughs> I've never flinched in my life, according to James Reimer. I consider myself a tough guy. I'm from the country. He is from Manitoba. True story. I came... I can take a few bruises here and there, but at what point? At what point is one guy going to get one loose and a guy is going to break his arm? Sergei Bobrovsky. Best on trophy winning Sergei Bobrovsky. It's terrible, actually. You start to be afraid of pucks, actually, especially in practices. Oh, my goodness. Whoever wrote this really went word for word because this is horrible grammar. Uh, you get bruises in here, arms and elbows. It's terrible. They cut down the arms, but basically they cut off the protection of the chest protector, and that's the bad thing. I've never had bumps and bruises on my arms, but now it feels like another shot. If it goes there, it's going to be sore. And I, you know what? This Now, now I say this. And it's funny, they have the stats underneath, and like Sergei Bobrovsky, he's a 2-4-0 with 8-7-2 goals against average. He's 2-4-0, he's two four and oh, excuse me. Like, Braden Holpe, he's 4-2-1 with an 8-8-8. 3-4-1 goals against average thus far in this season. Yeah, the goalies are getting worse. Well, it's because it's they have, and it's this, I've talked about this before, and again, the goaltenders will learn how to adjust. Eventually. You, you can, like when the first 0-5-0-6, when scoring was up, up the wazoo, because goaltenders, they were not used to having the 11-inch pads. They had the 12, the 12 and a half. There really wasn't much of a rule for it back before then. That's why Jean Sebastian Jaguar was a good goaltender. And Patrick Waugh, well, Patrick Waugh, I guess, was good. Patrick Waugh was pa- different. Patrick Waugh was actually good, and then he made his pads bigger, and he got even better, ironically. Um, but it's, goaltenders will learn to adjust. And I don't, and I think there's, there's going to be ways, they're going to work on the chest protector. They're going to find ways to get around it. And they're going to find ways to, all right, this is within the rules, but it protects me more and maybe helps me a little bit. I know they did a, they streamlined the sweaters. The sweaters are tighter too around the chest protector because I know Henrik Lundqvist was famous for having like the bat wing, like the and like or, or, excuse me, like I guess well the Spider Man too. I guess you can say right. 
No. Kind of cross in Marvel DC. No, because no, no, Spider-Man Sp- Spider had the no. underarm too. No, Spider-Man, his suit is skin tight. But he also, but he's had, but like, I remember the comics, uh, was it Amazing no, Spider-Man that, 2? No. Was it Amazing Spider-Man okay, 2? Okay, that was one comic. And, and the comic that counted! And you only liked that because you had the Halloween costume for it. Like no, the I didn't. pajamas. No, I didn't. Or was I, that just uh, me? It wasn't you either. It was one of, uh, one of the friends. I don't remember. Anyways, but, um. I wore them, so. But anyways, they used, they'd, they'd find ways. And I just feel like, I feel like the NHL, like I said, this is coming from a goaltender who, will defend goaltending till the day he dies. I will watch hockey games and I will see goaltending. And I'll, I'll watch, I, like I now I more analyze the play because I mean, it's what I do. I do color commentary. I have to be able to take the game in itself. Like when I wrote my article, as we can hold the pucks.com, um, and I talked about one through one, I'm like, I'm more of, I see the game more whole, but I will always focus on goaltending. I don't think the NHL did enough research before they changed the equipment. They well, just, I'm sure they, they, they did. just, they just, th- they did some, I guarantee you, but the problem is they didn't do it full. They didn't put a guy in the kind of, I'm sure if they did, I never saw any footage of it. I never saw any. Well, cause they don't have pictures. to release that footage. I would like to know if they did any like actual physical testing. They put a guy, put him in smaller pads and fired pucks at him. I don't, I, I have a feeling they, they, they did, they overlooked that part. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty I, sure you're just being skeptical. I, you're right. I am because if you have guys that are afraid of getting shot in practice, I mean, what is it supposed to be 1970 again? It was like, keep them, don't shoot high on the goaltenders. Because you could hurt them. That's not good. You're supposed to work on getting high shots and guys getting blasting one-timers. That's how the game is nowadays. Yeah. But if you're afraid of these shots, Alex, you're not going to... Your goaltending is going to be worse. And yes, I understand you want more high scoring in the game, but you have to think... I mean, you're talking about... You're worried about concussions and players getting cheap well, shots and knees. Like, your goaltending is one of the most important positions, so it's got to be looked at as a, would be a player. Well, two things. Kind of going off what you're saying as, as a player or whatever... Um, it's it's kind of the same situation now with um, teams for screen drills. They're not using actual players. They're using like mannequins and stuff. Sometimes, for, sometimes. Okay, I, I know, to protect I know players. I, like you, you, you've seen the videos. And it's, oh, we're like <clears throat> when you're shooting around screens. Yes, when you have like Shea Weber doing bombs. Yes, but like when you you have guys. No, 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 no. I'm I'm talking about like for goalie drills. Like instead of hat, like for goalie screening drills, where they'd have like one player at this point, one player at this point, one. Player at this point, and then two on the sides. I've seen you'd have it. you'd have goalies, you I've know, seen it, but working I mean, with a mannequin. That way, you don't like accidentally some have. Do. I that way you don't accidentally have someone like Eric Carlson or Brent Burns, especially in San Jose, just taking a clap bomb and accidentally going off the inside of somebody's arm. And next thing you know, he's hurt because well, he took a well, shot. That's in practice. why you don't shoot the puck high at the point. Um, but you you know what I'm saying. Right. But and then kind of going off that, do you think companies like Shock Doctor and more goalie oriented pad companies. Do you think they're going to make? They're going to invest more time in possibly. Oh, a- make, absolutely. Cause well, because because I know goalies, you have the compression stuff, but you're going to have like padded compression. Well, there stuff. W- well, there was the uh, kind that I I almost bought, but I just didn't feel too comfortable because it was it was a, at the time when it came out. It was like the cubed. Soft yeah, that's that's belt. that's what I'm talking about. And do you think? Because I know a lot of like. Football teams, they they wear them now because it, it can instead it. of elbow pads or something like that, and they have like the under shoulder pads kind of stuff to make to wear less like shoulder stuff. That way, it's easier. <clears throat> Do you think you'll see that more for a goalie, especially when I feel like like well, when you're having shrink shrunken up 
pads and stuff, do you think you'll see more inner arm and outer arm? There's going to be a lot of well, because you can put it definitely, you, you can put it around your arms, and because like that said, that stuff is very flexible. I was never comfortable with it because I need to be as loose as possible. I need every like my chest protector was loose, my pants were loose, my pads were loose, everything was loose. My style was very loose. Yeah. So you were like, swimming. Like I said, there's a reason why I'm doing this and not playing and not training right now. Well, it's um, and that's. Your, obviously, your style would not work in the NHL because they're all... Curtis McElhaney is a great goaltender. <laughs> You're darn right he is, and he's playing for the best team in the world. Let's go, Keynes. All right, boys. But what I'm saying, like, yes, I like. there's always evolution. Like, I remember CCM this past year, uh, couple, before I bought my pads, I actually looked at this. They're CCM Premiers. I call them, I say Premiers. They're Premiers. They're the lightest pads ever built, ever, ever produced. Manufactured. Produced, manufactured. Tomato, tomato. But... I like him because there's always evolving. And now the fact that goaltenders can come out and say, they're, you know, James Reimer, he's a Bauer guy. He's going to go to Bauer and say, hey, I want this. And there's a lot of goaltenders, Bauer. Uh, Lundqvist, Anderson, yeah. uh, Craig Anderson will go to Sherwood saying, you want me to stay here? Because um, he's probably the last guy that actually still uses Sherwood pads. Holtby's going to go, Holtby and Carey Price are going to look at CCM and be like, come on, guys, let's figure this out. Because, I mean, these goaltenders have specific brands. And anyone who else does still has Vaughn. <laughs> Thank you for staying on, because I still use Vaughn. Honorable, honorable mention, uh, CCM recently released a uh, commercial with Sidney Crosby and Marc-Andre Fleury, where Sidney Crosby, where Marc-Andre Fleury infiltrated the Pittsburgh Penguins practice facility and stole all of Sidney Crosby's new CCM sticks that are dangerous to goalies, but great for players, wearing a Sidney Crosby life-like mask or whatever. And yeah. It was funny too because he threw him in the back of a truck that was a Flower Express, <laughs> the Flower <laughs> Flower Express. Express boutique service or whatever. It was. Um, that was that was just I thought. But it was funny. I, I, there's going to be change with the equipment. There, there's going to evolve. The NHL, like I said, in twenty in two thousand five, when they said, "All right, equipment's got to be smaller." Okay, let's make our chest pickers bigger, our pants bigger, protect ourselves. Because that was the initial point when you made the glove smaller, the blocker smaller, your wrist. That was another problem. Now, at the time, it was. So now they're making the chest protectors smaller, make them tighter, streamlined pants. They're going to find ways to have better padding in the groin area, in the hips area, and like I said, under the arms and the arms. That's going to be the hardest part, I think, for goaltenders. Because let's be honest, I'd rather get hit in the, in the... Like I've been, like I said, I've been skinned like a cat before with shots. Marty Furk has picked up my collarbone a couple times. It hurts, okay? And that was going to happen before, before the streamline, before the smaller pads. It'll be same thing after, okay? So... I think the way the equipment's going to change, and I, the NHL has to, I, like there, like I said, there had to have been a talk with the NHLPA, you know, in terms of safety of the goaltenders. Well, yeah. But I just feel like there, there should have. And that's where the testing feel, they had to have done testing because the NHLPA wouldn't have given the go ahead of I making just, pads smaller. It feels like if, it was so fast, and obviously these goaltenders. I mean, these are some of the best. Like Brian Elliott came out and said something. Well, some of these um, tests and stuff Hellebuck, have been Connor Hellebuck. Well, yeah, obviously the goalies are going to react. The Rambusois. I'm no kidding. I. Obviously, the goalies are going to react to this now because it's affecting them now. But I'm pretty sure this kind of, this kind of stuff and this testing has they been going on. They probably thought it's it's been going on for at least a year. Well, I know but because is they that, have is to that do, enough time though. Alex? Of course, because it has to have extensive testing. And when you're doing day to day research, and who, you're like, all right, who was doing the research? That's always my the important. NHL and the NHLPA because the NHL had to do it with the NHLPA for the NHLPA to clear it. That with, way, they do not hurt the goalies with humans. <laughs> yes, or with test dump, with crash test dummies. It's I'm, with, I'm, with I'm being hundred percent honest. I don't like I said. I don't know. Uh, what is it? Oh, yes, cut it off. Anyways, um, it was something with uh, all right. Um, but I'm 
Well, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and obviously the goaltenders will find a way to address it. The equipment companies, if they want to keep their goaltenders signed to their product and keep promoting their product, oh, by they using will. Them, they're going to find don't ways you to worry your pretty little head about and it. And then and then guess what? The league is going to find a way to try to shrink it down even more. Shorter goal sticks, um, okay. Well, you know who's probably complaining about the smaller pads? Oh, no. Vesna candidate, Mr. Vasilevsky, down in Tampa. Again? Well, was he another guy that complained about it? No, I'm talking about how the Coyotes pumped him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot to look this up, sorry. He was like a wheel-seasoned steak. So, peppered. So, remember how we all said that Tampa was going to be that good? Um... It's the it's the Keel Podcast curse. If we say that you're gonna suck, you're gonna be great. And if we say that you're gonna be amazing, you're gonna suck. So uh, I'm trying to look at the stat line here. Um okay, that's horrible. I don't want that. I want the NHL site. I know it's bad to want the NHL site, but I just want the box score. Here we go. Um so Oh, that's the wrong game. Keep Since you're unprepared yeah, they, they, to the Dickens. What happened I was, was looking the, up some other things. Sorry. The Arizona Coyotes scored a whopping seven goals. Seven goals against one of one of the, and if not still, the biggest playoff contender in the world. Stanley Cup contender in the entire league. Tim, yes. Seven and, goals. And it makes you wonder, like, how bad... Can a, not not how bad can a team be? Excuse me, that's a bad uh, that's a bad question. Um, did you get the box score up yet? Uh, it was Saturday, right? Yes. No, couldn't have been Saturday. Nope, that was it was on Saturday night, seven to one. Okay, so to be fair, Tampa was off in the second half of back to back in Arizona. And to be fair, the Arizona Coyotes were wearing their third jerseys, which there is, should be their first jerseys. Um, it's the jersey, man. Let's see the shots on goal. Michael Grabner scored two goals by himself. Michael Grabner can still play. He's like, he's the weirdest third liner slash first liner I've ever seen. Uh, shots on goal were actually even 31-30. So Vasilevsky, A, just played bad. And B, they just outworked. And they got better chances. Arizona was able to take advantage of them. I mean, it's not like, like I said, let's see. Arizona went 3-0 up in the first period. And Tampa, I just seemed like Tampa, like I said, they played Vegas the night before. They won. Tough game against Vegas in Vegas on a Friday night. Then you have to go down to Arizona, which isn't that fun. Glendale's, in terms of NHL travel, obviously driving, yes, it's a few hours, but like you're flying there, quick fly, take a nap, whatever. It's shorter than most trips than you'd think. Okay, I, I will make a correction, though. I thought Vasilevsky was in that night. Oh, it was uh, Deming. It was, it was Deming. Deming. Deming, that's right. But still, though. Well, Deming, uh, He made 23 oh, saves. Five. Uh, yeah. He allowed five goals and then... No, nope. or even strength. That's it. Two shorthanded goals they allowed. Well, yeah, those are both Grabners. Is Arizona as good as we think they are? Or are they as... I'm not going to say anything about Arizona because you know what? You're right. If we say they're good, they're going to suck. And right if we say they're suck, they're going to be good. Well, I did say they're supposed to be better, and they are starting better than they did last year. They're, they've won five games in their first ten, and uh, remember how they didn't even win a single game up until game number, what, 20? Like, over 20 last well, year? Well, I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, they got shut out in, what, already three games? Yes, well, that that's, like I said, they were not, they're going to be better than they were last year. 
but we, they're still not going to be that good. Remember, we still we picked them to finish a bit ahead. I of, completely credit this entire thing to the Domi trade. We we picked them to finish 29th out of 31 teams. We picked them to finish ahead of Detroit and Edmonton. Probably Edmonton then Detroit. Doesn't mean yeah. a whole lot, let's be honest. Still. Back 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 gone to the pack, if you know what I'm saying. And I love how well I, I'm, I'm not going to get too far into it, but it's kind of funny how the Edmonton media is like, oh my gosh, we competed with Pittsburgh. We're a playoff team now. No, that's not how it is. No, <laughs> that's, that's not, not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I remember when the 2008-2009 Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Detroit Red Wings, who would eventually go on to the Stanley Cup Finals again the year before, the year that season after winning it that year on opening night, and they beat them. 4 nothing, handedly, in Detroit. Timeout. You said... The year this season. The year this season, really? The year this... You're like, oh, the year this season of the 2008 and the year this season. No, I remember the year... Oh, I did. You're right. Yeah, you did. So the year, the year after Detroit wins the cup, they play. They raise the banner against the Leafs. What do the Leafs do that night? They kick them up and down the ice. And you know what happened in Toronto? We're going to make the playoffs! No, that's not how it happened at all. Just because you beat... The former Stanley Cup champions. And the eventual Stanley Cup runner-ups. Does not mean that you're going to be a playoff contender. Just because you hang in there with Pittsburgh and lose in overtime after Sidney Crosby sends Ryan Strome back to the minors almost, it could have been easily, um, does not mean you're going to play off team. Now, whether or not this turns them around, maybe they get some confidence from it, they may play better. I don't well, know. Well, of course they're going to get some I mean, they're not going to... They're not going to, like... I, they're not going to go on a... Okay. I'm if gonna, they're smart, the Coyotes, the Yotes, Yote Nation... They're going to just be, it was a win. We hey, won. We, we won a big game. To get, no, I'm we saying, won a big game. Well, here's the problem. The Oats fans are like, wait, you're telling me the Cardinals didn't play the Buccaneers? I thought I said Arizona played Tampa. See what I did there? No. I, well, I saw what you did there, but I'm not condoning it not whatsoever. Condoning it. Not condoning it? Nope. I thought the Diamondback season was over. What do you mean they played the Rays? I think that's all I got, because I'm trying to think of all the other sport teams in Tampa. Well, hold on. No, because there's... Tampa, they only have a baseball, a hockey, and a football team. In terms of uh, major professional sports, they don't have a basketball team. Oh, I'm thinking of the Florida Marlins. That became the Miami Marlins. No. Yeah, because I, I was thinking Florida. Florida, yeah. okay. I'm about to say I'm like... But still. What do you mean the... No, no, that's enough of that. Gators? That's enough of that. What do you mean the Wildcats are playing the Florida State Seminoles? What do you mean? Panhandle, it's the same thing. Tallahassee, Tampa, they both start with TA in the Panhandle of Florida. Yep, those Florida State Seminole vesicles. Am I right, boys? Yep. Um, Let's move on. Moving along. Let's go to a situation where... Um, players aren't happy? Player isn't happy. Oh, player, right. Mr. 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 Josh Hosang. Josh uh, Hosang. Player of the New York Islanders. No, he does. He plays for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Well, now he doesn't play for the New York Islanders. New York Islanders draft pick. There you go. That's better. Good player. Really good player. Got buried in the minors. Because he's still still in his entry-level contract. I think this is his third year. Josh Hosang, I want to say, is a product of, uh, obviously, Tavares. And then, what's his name? Um... He's a uh, he's a Rock free agent now, but I, isn't Rock it uh, Nelson? No, 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 no. He's uh oh, I just had his name, Josh Bailey. 
Bailey? Okay, yeah. Because he pl- he was on the Islanders all during the time that Hosang was down in Bridgeport. And then you, Josh Hosang. And we all thought that Josh Hosang was like, all right, he's going to come. I mean, he played this, a couple games with the Islanders, scored a goal at this least. This is his last year of his entry level contract. Yeah. Um. So pretty much what he said What? let me go to the uh, official. Any team should be very thankful to have Josh Hosang on their team. Well, I, here's the thing. Okay, he's, as, he's, as, a, as a team like Detroit, he's Edmonton a, is a good team for him. Hold, hold on. I, I know what you're saying, but let but, me, okay. let me say, I'll, let me, I'll let, let me, you get your spiel. Let me go to what he said. First of all, Josh was saying a great... You stop it. I'm not doing nothing. Relax! No, give me... Get him out of here. Um... Josh Hosang was a very skilled player. Windsor, Niagara, he was a, he was a fantastic good, junior good, hockey player. Good player, good player. He played for Team Orr, the or, uh, the Cherry Orr uh, um, prospect. Uh, yeah, the Cherry game. Orchard game. The Cherry Orchard game. The Grapes game. Um, let's see. Uh, he said before, he said he was talking to the New York Post just earlier, so this is why I got out, because, hey, talk to the big time. Uh, he said, I quote, I felt like they had their minds made up on what was going to happen and what the team was going to look like. It's okay. They had the whole summer to plan that. I don't know if you watched any of the games, but I didn't play a lot. It's okay. It is what it is. End quote. And so pretty much from what I've gotten from Josh Hosang is he's not the most, I don't say nicest guy, but he's just, he always seemed like he had baggage. He had baggage when he came into the league, when he was kind of, remember when like he should, did, he didn't show up his first NHL training camp because he showed up to after he dropped by the Islanders. Showed up five minutes late. Go home, buddy. See you later. Because he didn't get the chance because he didn't show up on time. And that kind of really brought it to the forefront of, is this guy a good, not a locker room guy, but a good, uh, is he a pro, is, is he an off-ice problem? That's probably what I should say. And it's kind of hung around him. He played for Bridgeport. And then he got called to the Islanders. Looked really good. Played a little bit with Tavares. Played a little bit with Brock Nielsen. Josh Bailey. He got a lot of playing time. A lot of opportunities. He, I think he's, uh, I played, he's played in um, 22 points and I think 20. 43 games, something like that, almost a half point a game. Not bad, because he's never played on a good Islanders team. So I'm, I wonder if it's just frustration setting in. And someone gave him a microphone, and he they gave him a pedestal to say something like this. Well, I, obviously he's gonna he's been frustrated for quite some time now, but I think, I mean, just look look at the front office. Lou Lamorello comes in, so he's, he's kind of going off the back of what he's seen on the outside, and then obviously he's been probably talking to Darth Snow, and then obviously his son Chris, um, maybe Steve Pellegrini, maybe who's the uh, assistant GM down there in the, I, down there in the island. But but needless to say, I I think it's he does have a reputation off ice. He's kind of a player like Evander Kane, where he he's a good player. And he knows how to get stuff done on the ice, but he does have that kind of off-ice baggage kind of thing. Correct, yeah. So, And obviously, Vander Kane's been able to work it out. Right. So here's to hopefully well, Josh well, Hosting figuring it out. Well, Vander Kane's been able to figure it out because he just plays so good. He got a, he got out of Winnipeg, which was a spot that he wasn't ready for. Went to Buffalo, humble pie, ate that slice, and exactly. now he's in San Jose. So maybe, ho- hopefully... Josh Hosang maybe... Gets out go- of New York? Yes. Well, he's going to be out of New York. He's. I don't think he will... Unless it's an extensive amount of money. Well, here's the thing: he's, he an, won't R- he's sign. an RFA. That's the problem, right? And I don't think a team's gonna. If any team does offer sheet him, it ain't gonna be for a whole lot. I think his maybe his, he signs one year. 
his Evander Kane moment, his good old slice of humble pie, is going to come from a team that's not a playoff contender, that just needs bodies to play, and this that's where Josh Host thinks. So that's what I'm talking about, a team like... Dallas? No, Dallas, I could say they could possibly make the playoffs. I know they're your, your, they've been your dark horse for the best they three years. They are not looking good, man. <laughs> As of right now. But Detroit a, a, beat them. A team like Detroit, Edmonton, I don't know because Arizona, those those bottom three teams. I, I would say Edmonton because Edmonton's still trying to do with for the. I don't think Peter Shirley's okay. So then Peter maybe, Shirley's not going to get maybe a, maybe a team like Detroit where you could see Baby Illich as I'm going to call him. Vancouver? No, Vancouver's too much of a spotlight. I don't think that'd be good for him. Um, Send him down to a team where he's not going to get a whole lot of stuff. Arizona, well, Arizona or Detroit, one of those bottom tier teams where they just need good bodies to play, and obviously he could. Pick up a here's what, thing. Well, here's what needs to both happen. those teams, both those teams have good players that have a lot of experience. They could, you know, probably talk to him, mentor him, because he's still a relatively young player, and he could, he has definitely a lot of room to grow. So this next upcoming contract that he signs is going to possibly be his Evander Kane slice well, of they, humble well, pie, and then contract. from there he has to grow, and then his next contract his has nice to be the Islanders because nobody's going to waste time in offer sheeting. Because that means if you offer sheet someone, you have to give up something. No one's going to give up something to sign Josh Hosang right now. So it's probably going to have to happen. Is either A, going to have to sit out, or B, sign a, he's going to have to swallow his pride, sign a contract for a year just to get out of that RFA. Nope, you're false. No, he has to. Okay, he has to. The you Detroit know. Red Wings are going to offer sheet they're Josh Hosang, and in they're return... They're going to waste a fourth-round pick for that. And in return, they're going to give them a seventh-round pick and the old, the old. Well, actually, well, we'll, what worry, was it? We'll worry about that when we get to it. The old, uh, the old big board that was outside of Joe Louis Arena to put in front of NASA. <laughs> That's what they're gonna do. Because about as old as it, but um, Lou Lamorello is gonna look at that and be like, "Hey, I remember that. I want that over there. We beat him. We beat him there. The Joe Louis NASA Coliseum, home of the Islanders. Go Islanders!" <laughs> oh, but no. Yeah, Josh was saying something else, but he's a really good player. I like he's him. a good player. Good player, I like him. Unfortunately, I th- he just needs to find a good. Same home. thing with Evander Kane. Good Great home. player, just unfortunately had problems. But anyways, you know who else is a good player? Sid the kid. Not a kid anymore. But Sid the man doesn't sound right. That's why you don't say Sid the man. Just say Sidney Crosby. Captain Canada. Mr. Crosby. Captain Canada. If, if those who don't remember, Pittsburgh smacked Calgary the other night. Okay. Well, okay last that one. goal was nasty. I want to have my soapbox about this. Sidney Cross, you can't do that. Yes, you can. You know he did it on purpose too, because he had at least five different chances in that sequence to pass the puck. He was just like, uh, no, uh, no, uh, no, uh. I might as well just score. Ping. Get her done. <laughs> you can't just embarrass somebody like that. Well. Okay, the thing about Calgary. Let alone a whole team. Well, it's funny because like everyone's like talking about like how I'm like oh man Calgary play. The good thing we didn't do a show last weekend because I would. Uh, well, we could have talked about it last week, but we forgot to. Um, but like Calgary, it's like they they look, they, they look just so bad. Of course, they hey, when it rains, it pours, and it poured on them, and guess what? It kicked them in the tail, and sometimes you need those kind of losses. The, like the Leafs, the last couple of years have had those seven one seven two defeats. That kind of got them thinking. All right, we got to change the way we play. Calgary changed the way they play. They hang in there. They get a point. Against, they lose in a shootout against Washington, and they just straight up stonewalled the Leafs last night. They made the Leafs look like a second tier team. 
Can we talk? Can we say that? Mm. Well, we're going to get to them a little bit later, but they, they're they def- defensively, and Mike Smith played Mike Smith played really well. He did what he had to There's do. There's too many dollars in the Toronto Maple Leafs forwards. That's it. The defense is weak. It's not the defense. The defense was fine. Where were the, I mean, like, say, yes, those last okay, two goals. Okay, de- no, the defense was not fine because they allowed people a, they are allowed just clock watching they allowed, at this point. Okay, the power play goal, yes. Yes, I understand the power play goal. The second goal was a turnover. Third goal is an empty netter. The Leafs got manhandled. They offensively, they were stagnant. They were not allowed a light. They were not allowed the light of day. Calgary did everything they were supposed Marner to. Marner didn't step up. They Ever- couldn't because uh, if you watch that game, NHL you know team- how much of a struggle it was. Calgary made it almost impossible for a clean and zone. Exactly entry. because defenses are doing exactly what they're doing. They're playing the trap and they're also playing double coverage on certain players, i.e., Mitch Marner, John Tavares. Not really Marlowe and Kadri. They didn't have to worry about Matthews because he was out. But you find so, a way to play around that, though. Calgary, exactly. Calgary so, wouldn't allow them to do that. Exactly. So that's when you're trying it's, to... You have, I, your se- you have your second players, like Kapanen, who's a good player, but I would say he's like he's the second tier of talent. Like, you have your top line, and then you have your bottom I line see, or whatever. You're, you're thinking as, like, the Leafs lost, not the Calgary won last night. That, they did. That's exactly what happened. Well, I'm saying like don't they, get me wrong. I credit Calgary because they did. They played an amazing game. They did very well. However, the Leafs had to play better. They just they the Leafs could have won that game. They could have absolutely because like but I said, it they was a zero zero game after forty minutes. But Calgary's defense. Remember that defense that we always said is high, like low on the low down, one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. They showed it last night. They showed the top they, ten. Well, I'm like I said, tops in the league, towards the top, not the best, but like towards the, uh, like up there in the probably the upper. Towards the top? No, that's Columbus. I know. Um, Shout I out just, to the Columbus fans. I just, I, I think we may as well talk about Matthews now since we're into this. Yeah, let's get into it. So obviously Matthews is out for four weeks, and that's why everyone's like, "Oh man, since Matthews wasn't there last night, that's the reason why they lost." No, the reason why they lost because Calgary played amazing. Now, yes, would Matthews be there? Would it be a difference? Yes. Would Nylander be there and make a difference? Maybe. But you play a defensive game like that against the Leafs, you deserve yourself a pat on the back and a raise. Like, that was a... Calgary did what teams have not been able to do. They have completely, completely shut out the Leafs. Like, it was not shut out, excuse me. Shut down the Leafs' offense for 55 minutes of that game. Winnipeg couldn't even do it with their great defense. Nobody's been able to do it. Ottawa, well, Ottawa just wanted the skin in their teeth when they beat the Leafs. Well, my biggest thing is the fact that everyone's point is like, oh, it's because Matthews is injured. What was it, 10 games last year when we lost Matthews? The Leafs still made the playoffs, still finished third in the division. Do you want some quotes from, from Mr. Matthews? Um, so background. Well, give me a sec. Oh, let me, okay, let me, I'll, I'll let you do your thing. So, obviously, Saturday night, Matthews <clears throat> the Leafs playing the Jets. Win 3-2. Mat- to two. Matthews driving the net in the second period, gets hit by Truba. Not a big looking hit at all. Just a hard hit. Just a hard, oh, and just which is cr- similar and, to similar to the Cal Clutterbuck hit last year. Right, and just Very, to, just to tell you, because um, you said it was like some uh, ten games, it was actually twenty games that Matthews missed. He last missed year. two parts of the season. I remember that it was yeah. like one with the shoulder, one with concussion like symptoms. Twenty games, that. both for the twenty games total. But yeah, and the Leafs did fine without him. And like I said, they have a couple. Day, they have a day off. They play tomorrow night. I don't know. They play. I'll look that up in a second. Um, but. I'm not overly concerned. 
I think I would be because this is not the first time that he's had troubles with arm injuries. Well, let look. Okay, excuse me. I by when I what I should have said was I don't have problems with the hit. The no, 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 no. I do have problems with people overreacting. People think well. Well, neither does Austin Matthews. He was interviewed uh, right after the game, <clears throat> talking about the Truba hit. Leafs don't play till Thursday. Sorry. He said, "Quote um, Truba." Well, this is in a altered quote, but the direct quote is, he took the body, which was what you're supposed to do, and caught me on a weird angle, i.e. Truba took the body, hit me where he was supposed to, and that's what happens. Um, I mean, obviously, Matthews being on the in- he's been injured before, so it's definitely a mental test for him, and he, he reacted to a question where I think he did perfectly. his test in his presser question was, um, having missed 20 games last season, what do you think the mental toll will be um, for this injury, being out for four weeks without having to uh, require surgery? said, quote, it's a challenge, I think, or it's a challenge, comma, I think just because Such you want to be question. out, just just because you want to be out there so bad, it sucks. I think watching the game is probably the worst part mentally. Agreed. I've, I've, heard, I've heard plenty of stories about that, and obviously when I write backed up, it was the same thing, but... It's so, so it it wasn't a bad hit at all. It was very it was it was clean. No, there was nothing. it was just a it was just a weird the, weird situation. And like Matthew said, it was a weird angle. And I'm gonna first shut down all leaf people. Every, I'm gonna shut down Twitter right now by saying everyone's like, you're oh, not yes. gonna shut down Twitter. You're Will, not that powerful. William Nylander is oh man. Now they need him. They're gonna sign him now. I'm like, if the Leafs lose ten straight games, yeah, probably they'll sign Nylander for twelve million dollars. But I, it's not like Nylander's getting an advantage from this, unless something like, something like that happens. Now, my issue is, uh, was it Glenn Healy that said this uh, earlier? I forgot. It was Glenn Healy or, yeah, I think it was, okay, excuse me. It was Glenn Healy, pardon me. I'm pretty darn sure. So what he said was pretty much, does this affect, th- this probably will affect his contract, given that with those two, let's be honest, the two hits are just hard body contact. We've seen worse hits before, but he gets injured on these on these two hits. The Clutterbuck hit last year and the hit on Truba this or the hit from Truba this year. Is Austin Matthews injury prone? It's 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 possible to it's say looking like it. You're I know and I, I I hate to say this and I I've, I've said this before on the podcast and I know that you're not too happy when I say this, but you're you right, got, Alex. Two thousand four rules suck. I'm kidding. No. You have to look at players as assets. They're not at the end of the day, they are dollars and they are What does that have they're, to do they're, with Matthews they're getting contra- hurt rather easily looking? Because he's an asset. And if your asset is not performing or it it's like if you have a car or like a truck in a fleet or something. If it's not performing to its highest degree, you're gonna want to replace it or try to fix it, and if you can't fix it, you're gonna have to replace it. So, so if Austin Matthews is as some so people are you saying, Mitch Marner is a Chevy and Austin Matthews is built like a like a Fiat. <laughs> what I'm saying is that if Austin Matthews or is Kia, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. Actually, Kias are pretty safe, thank you. But safe, but are but uh, can break down pretty easily. Debatable. Needless to say, if Austin Matthews is as injury prone as some people are hinting at, or as we're discussing. Mm. He, I'm not saying don't 
that you have to get rid of them, but well, not, okay, no, no, it's, no, no it's, okay. You have to throw get rid of them out of the question. You have right, to because that shoot that down now. I'm sh- you're a clay pigeon. That idea, bam. All right, over. Keep right, going. I'm, keep I'm not going. saying get keep, rid of them. Keep I'm just, moving. I'm just saying it's go- it's, it's, it's it's his injuries are going to be evident in his contract when is, the is contract this, negotiations because is this a Patty Lafontaine? Quite possibly, because if you're looking. All of Buffalo's Did, like, no, don't just speak of him like that. Well, Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas are going to look at Matthews, and depending on, because as of right now, he's out four weeks, and he does have a contract to sign, and it was possible that they were, that the thinking was Nylander than Matthews, Nylander than Matthews than Marner. So, <coughs> excuse me, you're not excused. If Ma- if Matthews does not get injured, the rest of the season. It may be fine. It'll be brought up in the conversation because he did miss 20 games last year. With which is like a, symptoms off which, of what looked like very innocent-looking plays. And like I said, I've seen innocent-looking plays for that causing big injuries. I understand that. Right. That's happened before. Like, I, I, However, if it was a, it's happened twice. If it was a bigger hit, like say he just completely got decked into the boards and like his shoulder. Well, like, I've seen, Mar- like like I said. But I it was just, the fact that it, was, it wasn't a dainty hit, but it, it was weird. Austin correct. Matthews. Just for some weird reason, coincidentally a weird reason, well, it was, finds himself in these weird situations where he just gets injured out of nowhere. Almost like, like I said, Cal Clutterbuck's hit. It was a good firm hit, right? But it wasn't that much. So Jacob Truba, good firm hit. It's really that much. It's definitely gonna affect how I see how, I, how yeah. he thinks of himself because obviously if he he's getting injured a lot. He's, it's going to affect how the Leafs think of him as an asset, and it's going to be right. a, a definitely, definitely a changer in how the entire hockey media world thinks well, of Austin Matthews well, no, and talks organ- about him. Because that, that could affect him easily half to a million dollars. Right, because this is... It could go from 11 to 10 to 9 if if we're, if he's... If he can't prove that he's durable enough, because think about the, that's a lot of money. Think about the in. Sidney Crosby situation when he was when he got a concussion and he was on okay. an entire season. He got brained though, Alex. I'm, I'm Steckel made his head go backwards like yeah. it was the stinking right. Exorcist. Needless to say, though, that it affected what his potential contract worth was when he. Uh, look at his contract now, because now I'm curious what his contract was like. That keep going, you can keep going. I got it. But needless to say, I think. Matthews needs to not get hurt. And I think the Toronto Maple Leafs need to be able to play without him. Crosby's only 31 years old. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so he signed, he was signed to a five, he was signed to, okay. So his first contract was initial 850 grand from 05. Yes, that's his entry level. Okay, ready for this? No, pardon me. Oh no! His, his AAV was three point seven because his cap hit was eight point five, but his his bonuses were all two point eight five million dollar bonus play performance bonus. Well, he yeah, was a rookie. He's, he's great. Of course, that was before the first the second lockout. Great guy. Um, he made eight point seven from 08 to twenty thirteen, which included the injuries, and so and you know what he signed for after that? He signed for eight point seven million dollars. I have a feeling he likes eighty seven. I feel like he likes that a lot. Um. But my my question about it is, I mean, I, Sidney Crosby's worth was never in question. But you see hits like this, it, like it wasn't. It's not like Sidney Crosby's injury prone. He just got hit really hard in the head in a cheap shot, a very cheap hit that went right. unnoticed. 
which today would kick Drew Steckel out of the league. Well, yeah. This hit, Matt, though, it's... It's just, it looks casual. I've thrown harder checks than you when we played ball hockey. Yeah. There's a reason why that garage door broke. Yeah, there's a reason why I've got back problems, Ty. Well, that's because... There's I- numerous times where you would have been kicked out of the NHL just for boarding calls. I would have been... Gone. You brained me worse than freaking stickled a- brained freaking Sidney Crosby. I, I never... Will- no, I actually, I never deliberately hit you in the head. Your head just Without snapped. Without a... No, okay. Your head snapped. Well, yeah, because you're like, all right, I'm just going to cross-check him straight in the upper back, no, and no, he's going to whiplash himself. Okay, God. I never cross... I never... No, I yes, know you I did. Yes, you did. I've, I've, I've cross-checked in the arm. I've never cross-checked you like in the back. Yes, you have. I hit you from behind. Yes. Yes, you. But never the cross-check. Yes, you did. With the gloves to the back. I, I used to do that check. Okay, when your hands are like this on the stick, even if the the littlest bit. No, of I'm your talking. Glove, I did it like this. I no. Would, I, I would shove no. you from behind. Turn around. No. I'll show you how I showed you. No. I'll show you. I know how it felt. I felt stick on spine. Head into wall. Broken, 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 broken. Needless to say, if Austin Matthews doesn't stay broken, his contract and the money that he will potentially lose will be broken. Boom! Yeah, I guess you're not. All right. Um, I'm not wrong because I'm never wrong. Yes, you are. But you know who is broken? The Cody oh. Eakins' head. <laughs> okay, speaking of cheap hits. So, Mark Borwicki last Side week. note, I'm just saying this right now. That was a cheap hit. That was a cheap hit coming from me. That hit does not belong in this league. Continue. What? Mark Borwicki's hit? I'm, I'm, st- I'm stating my position now because I have a past of saying that certain hits were okay and certain hits were not. As of right now, this hit was dirty. So Borwicki last Continue. week. Continue. Ottawa's playing boss. And you know the same game that Jack Edwards said, in your face. You know that dumb thing that he did. Straight up being an overzealous football, college football-like homer. At this point... In your face! Oh, shut up, Jack Edwards. Pathetic! Oh, oh, at least I'm in the NHL. Oh, shut up. You're like 50 years old and you've freaking done nothing with your career. You did Sports Center for like a year and a half. Dude, at this point... You called Tony Hawk in... Oh, gosh, I just bet there. You called Tony Hawk in the X Games once and you should be so proud of yourself. Tyler, at this point, I think it's... Freaking hilarious. In Just your face. Let oh, him go. Man, shut up, Jack Edwards. Long story short, so Odd was playing Boston. Yeah. There was a scramble in front. Mark Borwicki. Remember Mark Borwicki, the same guy that talked to Eugene Melnick? Cause that the was... same guy that just completely destroyed some dude's face with his elbow. No, no, that's, to... what that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting. Mark Borwicki straight up slams Vankin in. This is a different game, by the way. No, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Vankin, he forearms him upside the head. He gets a game suspension. Because you can't do that. Right. Shame on you. He comes back against Vegas. The same game he comes back, Cody Eakin passes the puck. He's watching his pass go. And Borwicki says, I'm going to hit this guy. Okay, hit the guy. No, I'm going to hit this guy. In the head. With my arm. In the face. Straight up. Hits him high. A stupid. And the fact he only gets three games. That was, a, that was a Wendell Clark hit. So good. Like, I, it was a, he straight up nailed him. I watched this hit, and I'm thinking, okay, he hits him. Three games? You just suspended him. What are you doing? Like, what? why are you hitting him? Like, what's the point? What are you trying to prove? I think... What are you trying to prove, Borwicki? I don't think it's Borwicki trying to prove... I think it's the fact that... 
Well, you look at like the really long, ex- like the ex- really extended suspensions, like the Tom Wilson one. Tom Wilson was going full speed, and dude and he ca- has a past. Dude caught some hair time, some hair time. Dude caught air time after getting hit in the head. Like there was solid whiplash there. In this situation, it was it was a little bit less of a hit, and it was more of a you got hit in the head as well as your body. Right. Compared to straight head. So that's probably why it was only three games. Well, the problem is the fact that you just suspended him like five games, maybe. But it like, was, it was he just d- came back. It's like saying, all right, it's like it's like getting out a timeout, you know, like like if I slapped you upside the head. Tyler, go to timeout for five minutes. Okay. Come back for timeout and try to clob you upside the head. No, it'd be it's, Go back for ten minutes. Oh, I should probably be grounded. No, it's but it was a different offense. It'd be like if you clobbered me upside the head, alright, go into timeout for five minutes, and then you come back and I clobber you upside the head again. No, no, you did you do something different. Like uh like you steal my toy. Like no, the toy, your toy is not as bad as clobbering upside the head, I would think. Okay, fine. First time you steal my toy, so you go into timeout for two minutes, and then the second time you clobber me upside the my head with five, the toy. And five minutes. So it was a so it was a different offense for a slightly longer period of time. But once again, out. a hit to the head. Yes, it was a hit to the head, what? but should, should, it wasn't straight to the head. What? Which he, I'm going to go into. He didn't avoid hitting him, though. He didn't avoid staying low on him. Which now, is I've, and okay. I've and this sorry, I'm just saying like I've seen like and I've always talked about like hits to the head can be very interesting. You can tell when a guy isn't avoiding head contact. If a guy is, like, turning a corner hard and he's squat down and he's, like, pretty darn low, yes, it's very hard to avoid it sometimes because he's going to go right into you and his head is lined with your elbow or arm when you're standing still. I.e., sometimes with some of the Nick, some of the Nicholas Cromwell hits, like, in the later days. Not, like, you know, his straight-up killing... Jumping um, into Havlet, someone's head? Martin, Lav- Martin Havla. I'm talking, like, the Alex Hemsky hit. When Alex Hemsky was turning the corner, he's low, he's low, and then Cromwell goes in his backside and... Hemsky gets himself a concussion because he went right into his butt. Pretty much is what happened. It's kind of like the, uh, oh, what was it? It was a couple years ago. Not it the Subban hit? The Subban, hit? The Subban on Marshawn hit. Oh, that was right into his chest, though. Yeah, he, but just he still got rocked. Yeah. He still got. But, like, Hemsky, I think, had a concussion. He got. From tri- he got contr- he, Hemsky's hit against Crawford. Marshawn had concussion like symptoms, but I'll let you go on your soapbox, though. I think that was a. Uh, is that not a playoff series? No, it wasn't. No. It wasn't a playoff series. It was um, regular season. But then, but then you see hits like this. Barwicky, bar, bar, Barwicky, Barwicky, he's coming up, and you can just see the play commence, and the pass is gone, and he hits him high, but you can tell he doesn't really avoid contact. I don't know. I just think there, if you, since he just got suspended, like you think you'd be a little more hesitant if you're out right. there. That's that's why my problem is like you come back and then you do something like this. Like that's why I think it should be more than three games. At least if you, the NHL wants to crack down on us, wants to send a message to the players, okay, keep her moving then. I think maybe five games. Uh, well, no, I don't know. Five games, I think. Three, three or five. Five, just, I think. Just because it's based on if we're if we're using the Tom Wilson hit as a standard for the entire season, the Tom Wilson. Well, hit that's was, like a pretty high. That's like saying a Conor McDavid contract, man. The, that's t- like, the Tom that's like Wilson way up there. It's okay, a high but, bar. but but the, the hit was not directly to the head. It was chest, and then the head was the also shoulder made to the head. Correct. 
So it was just an unfortunate circumstance of the original hit. Unfortunate, obviously. That, that's for my Cody Egan. Correct. Which goes into my next point before we go into commercial break. I have a question for you, Tyler. Oh boy. Are hockey players going to have to change the way they hit and alter well, their hitting have- style to that of football players? Where they have to get the he- their head down and then go straight shoulder right into their chest. I've, well, I've seen hits like that before, but players aren't going to lower because their heads. Because think about it. Players aren't going to lower their heads like that. Well, cause, well, think about it. Football pads, they have a very, very protected sternum. Hockey pads, a little bit less. A lot less. So, they should be a lot even more or less. Right. If that makes sense. A lot, a lot more or less. There we go. Needless to say, do you think that A... Hockey players should change their hitting style to that of football players. And B, do you think you're going to have more chest injuries because of it? No, because I feel like, well, like I said, some players wear thinner shoulder pads because it feels more comfortable, and they understand that. And some players wear But they still have pads. the chest part. Yeah, but it's not, but you know, it's not that hard. I know. Unless you get, there's some kinds that have been, that they made that have been pretty thick, but some players have it thinner. Um, I don't, yeah, well, here's the thing. And what we always say, and what I always say is like, would Scott Stevens' hits be legal? Would if he had no, and that don't no, I know exactly. You can't, you cannot compare eras, Ty. Well, that's why I'm just, I'm just. What saying, have I been doing for my life? Well, that's why I'm. That's what I'm saying is, players have changed over the years. Scott Stevens would not. Would Scott Stevens have been suspended? Yes, absolutely. But he would not if he had known the rules then. If the rules were the today as they were then, he yeah, wouldn't, he wouldn't be. Paul Correa wouldn't have had a concussion. He, he would, Eric Scott, Lindros's head wouldn't have snapped backwards like he just went on the top throw dragster at Cedar Point. Scott Stevens would play more like Rob Blake. Butt checks. Except, Rob Blake has done some concussion tricks on himself. Um, but mainly butt checks though. A lot of butt checks. Booty calls. Butt checks. But so that's why I'm thinking players will change. Like play, eventually, like. I, that's why I've always been a fan of the smaller shoulder pads and smaller arms. That's why you saw more hip checks back in the day. Because players knew if they hit someone really hard at full speed, it wasn't just going to hurt the player. It was going to hurt them. So one for one. So that's why, like, I've always been more of a fan of the smaller shoulder pads. If they made them thinner, made them softer, you have one guy's going full down down the wing, willingly going full speed into a guy in center ice. It's going to hurt them just as much. Throwback to the earlier part of us doing the podcast where I brought up my study that I did on the topic of the human bullet. If you have hockey players with bigger pads like that of a football player, they're going to throw each other, or they're going to throw themselves like a human missile into somebody. So correct. Yes, I I completely agree. faster than ever, and I love it. And I love how the game I love it. I love it. I want some more. Um, But if if it doesn't hurt, like there are some times, like I've hit you before which straight up doesn't hurt. Good, clean check doesn't hurt. And I understand that. But if you're going to be going full speed, like, but I was never going full speed at you. No, because we didn't have the space to. You're right. And because I knew that. There's a driveway. Like I said, like, there's ways to hit people hard and effectively without hurting yourself. And it won't hurt them as much. Called arm extension. Unless you're going going to the side of a house. Like (laughs) a football player. Grab him and push him. Okay, you can't push him because that'd be like a rough and call. Like, good, just clean body contact. That's what well, I'm I mean, I mean, like, instead of going and checking somebody where you're like going shoulder first, you would go hands first, like a lacrosse check, and you would basically make contact with their chest and then extend your arms. 
you'd still get a roughing call because it'd be like, oh my god, he just lifted him off his feet. That's that's completely unnecessary. It's interference, roughing, something. I know what you tried to get called because flag. I know what you tried to yell and get called because let's be honest, you you couldn't hit for squat. Are you kidding? Oh me? yeah, I'm telling. I'm calling you out on it. First of all, you never went to any of my games. I and did. Second too. of all. And second of all, I, I got the most penalties on my team because I just straight up knocked kids over. There was one game. I remember telling you this story. It was against Forest Hills Eastern, and I was playing goalie. This kid had a... You were a goalie, that's why! But still, this it was a Hail Mary, right up the middle, hot suey kind of pass from the defense, all up to this one little kid, and I'm like... If he if he grabs the ball, I'm he's gonna score on me. So I just ran out of my net, decked him, and his helmet flew off, and he's just sitting there like it's completely wind knocked out and just So I don't wanna hear it about not being able to hit. I decked kids. And you know what? We're gonna hit the deck. Go to commercial, and we'll see you after this. BAM! Hey guys, Tyler here. I love going to games, but buying tickets at the box office sometimes can just be too expensive for me. That's why I use Seat Giant when I want to go to a game. They'll show me the best seats that are available and at better prices than some of the other sites. You can also use Seat Giant for other events like concerts, theater, and more. If you want an even better deal, use the promo code TKP and you'll get 3% off all of American orders on SeatGiant.com and 5% off Canadian orders on SeatGiant.ca. Remember, the promo code is TKP and make Seat Giant your destination to get the best seats at the best prices. And we're uh, back. And we're back. Thank you, Tyler, for that great commercial break. You're not. <laughs> I love it. No, you did You, you did good. It's your commercial. You did good, kid. Yep. You have to Thumbs bring, up. You have to keep bringing it up every time after the commercial. Can't we just I go do. To the, can't we just go to the commercial and then just come back like, you know, like we're doing a show? How about no? Bring it up every single time. You know, it's I'm called just, comedy. <laughs> no, do not. Do not turn, don't, don't do, do it. You, I'm no. doing it. No, don't do it. I was sitting there with my dad and we were having breakfast in bed and I drank all my milk. I was like, hey, big guy, fill up on the milk. Guy rolls his eyes at me and goes and grabs the milk and he starts pouring it and I move the glass and goes, oh! He starts, and he just pours milk all over me. He looks at me and he says, what the hell was that? Comedy. <laughs> talking about comedy. Talking about good stuff. Talking about fun stuff. Let's talk about the Crusades of the Carolinas. I am the hero of the Hurricanes. I don't want any lip from you, Tyler. We have no listeners from North Carolina. Well, we Zero. should. Zero. I can look it up. Zero. Joke's on you, Tyler. All the base, the Bay Area fans, they're Carolina Hurricane fans. You're right. There are people that moved out of Carolina because why would you want to live in Carolina? Hey. Exactly. If we're going into teams that are named after natural disasters, I'm talking about you, Colorado. (laughs) You you listen, you watch one bar down quiz and all of a sudden, I'm just, "Ah!" I'm just saying. I got all the jokes now. All I'm saying is this. I'm just like you. I take in information and then I spew it out into a microphone. Did you Needless to say. You're the one that didn't think the Vancouver Canucks logo was not an ice rink. That's not. No. <laughs> it doesn't have the lines. It doesn't have the circles. The Vancouver Canucks logo where it's literally a rounded square a, and a hockey stick in the middle. That is not an ice rink. I don't care what Bardown says. I don't care what Vancouver says. 
Nope. It doesn't have the lines. Not an ice rink. Back to the Canes. My Crusades, I'm the hero of the Hurricanes. No, you're not. Lego. No, you're not. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. The Hurricanes have three goalies. Same thing with Chicago, but we'll stick with Carolina just for you. They have three goalies that are all one ways. McElhaney, who is not a back of Haney anymore. Well, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a split of Haney. He's a split of Haney. He's a 1A of Haney. 1A, 1B of Haney. And now, 1C of Haney. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Too much? Okay. So and Scott Darling just came back from injury. So the Carolina Hurricanes have a triplet. Triplet, uh, triplet, triplet. <laughs> You know, I would be able to play a triplet if you didn't throw my drumsticks away. That's your, that's your problem, buddy. For those of you, you that had, are, you had a commercial break to go grab. Them. For those of you that are listening and do not decide to watch this beautiful content on YouTube, yes, totally. Go right. watch the beautiful content on YouTube. Watch it, the Keel Podcast on YouTube. You're welcome. Needless to say, that was the worst plug I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> we have a triplet in the and back. The worst plug they've ever seen. <laughs> We've got. Beautiful triplets. Beautiful triplets in the background of the Carolina Hurricanes. Scott Darling. Well, not so, not so beautiful. But needless to say, Scott Darling's back. Peter Mrazek's got signed because Scott Darling died, and they got McElhaney. No, oh, no, they signed Mrazek because Darling was horrible. Well, that, they need a backup because Cam Ward is going to be too expensive. Well, that's what I said. That's what I just said. No, you they, said Scott Darling died. Scott Darling wasn't okay. Scott Darling was going to be the starter because he didn't want to pay Cam Ward three million dollars to be a backup. Which okay, is good. Which Scott is Darling, Peter Mrazek, Mrazek, McElhaney. Darling, Done. Gets, Darling gets hurt. McElhaney gets put on waivers. Carolina grabs McElhaney and says, "All right, he's our goaltender." And now they're going to run with three goaltenders. Why? Because Why? it's smart. Yes, let's have three. Let's be honest. Mediocre goal. Sorry, I didn't mean to spit on you. I've had a little bit of spit. Yeah, I'm spit. I'm spitting Sammy. Um. Let's be honest. McElhaney's not been as good as he usually is. Uh, BS, but go on. Well, look at his numbers, Alex. He's played... Yes, he's won games. He's got smaller pads. Leave him alone. He's not a 940 anymore. Peter Mrazek is not Peter Mrazek from 2012. Scott Darling is not a goaltender that can win 10 out of 15 games he starts. That's why you... That's why you strategically... Okay, first of all, McElhaney is not having... As good of numbers because he's on a different team that has a different defensive core and different players. That's Same just thing with Scott Darling. Exactly. So you're telling Scott me Scott Darling played with Duncan Keith, Brent Seagrove, Nicholas Jalmerson, that whole defensive exactly. dominance in Chicago. McElhenney. It's well, like having well, a McElhenney played for the Leafs. It's like having a player play on the same line as John Tavares. He's gonna score more because John Tavares knows how to pass the puck at the same time. Just knows, he knows how to. Do, he knows what he's doing. So if you have a goalie who's right behind a defense who knows what they're doing, they're gonna have a good team, good player, good goalie. That's what happened. McLean had a pretty all right defensive core with Connor Carrick and Roman Polak, who are. Pretty, pretty all right. No, I'm good, not. Saying, that's what I'm saying. Like McLean's like. Then you have Scott. Used a bad defense. Then you have Scott Darling. Who used to play behind a solid defense. Would get 20 shots a game. And then you have Peter Mrazek, who earned a reputation and the dollar amount because he played behind really good defense. Decent defense. Playoff defense, not Okay, defense. playoff defense. He got the money because he played well for a couple years when Jimmy looked bad. Exactly. And Jimmy was signed for a long-term contract, and Peter Mrazek looked good. So I'm like, all right, we should give so him a little bit of money. So now you have three goalies. And then they both at the end were just bad. Now we have three goalies who are mediocre. They're fringe starters, all three of them. 
They are all fringe starters. They could... Oh, come on. If Calvin Pickard could start for the Colorado Avalanche, these guys could... On that... Well, Calvin Pickard... I, and it's weird because Philly's just been this... What is happening in Philly? Because I don't know what was wrong. Calvin Pickard... Needless to say, they're fringe starters, and now you have three options. So, as a strategist, you could be like, ooh, okay, McElhaney's style could work better for going against this offense. Darling could go good for this. Mrazic goes for this, this, this. So, yeah, so McElhaney can look now up you against have, this team. Darling can look it up against this team. Mrazic, okay, we're playing. Who are we playing tonight? You're we're playing Dallas. Ugh, um, uh, Mrazic, uh, you're just going to sit this one out again. Let's put McElhaney in against Dallas. Because throw everything. Throw your stick. Throw your gloves. Do what you got to do. The Beer Car- League on Friday mornings. Let's do this. The Carolina Hurricanes are just changing things up. And I, I it's refreshing. That's why I like it so much. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's a different situation from, all right, I've got my starting goalie in Frederick Anderson, and if I want to give him rest, we're going to throw Garrett Sparks in. Which they, it's, have, it's not, not, which they have not done yet. <laughs> it's this, It's the same situation of, all right, we have our starter goalie in uh, Tuka Rask, and if he's not you know, feeling 100%, we'll just throw in uh, Halak. Because that's who they have, right? Yes. Yeah, that's their backup. Um, how much has Halak played? I'm actually, I'm actually curious because I, <laughs> I'll be honest, because I try to keep up on the. And you're and keeping your goalies fresh because 82 games a season. If they decide to stick with this three goalie system, divide that into three, dude. All of your goalies are going to be fresh the entire time. It's like having line changes. Every game is a line change. So that's yes, you take off a roster spot of having instead of having three extra players on your roster hmm. that are not dressed, you have two extra players and an extra goalie. He is 3-0-2, Yaroslav Halak is this year, with a 143 goals against average and a 945 save percentage. Solid. Pretty good. Pretty good. So. He's got hair now. I don't like it. Yeah, Because it looks worse than he was bald. So you tell me. So I, what What I want from this, I want this to be like an experiment. I want all of these three goalies. Put four goalies. Who needs extra players? 12, play, 12 forward, six defense, four goalies, five goalies. Let's all right, let's, let's not get carried away here. American League statistics. Let's do this. But I want this to be like an experiment. Marlies need five goalies. So I want the Carolina Hurricanes to run with three goalies for an extended period of time, and then after that, I want to see the difference between at the beginning of the year when they had two goalies, what the like? What their save percentages was, Scott, and then like in the middle of the season. Okay, you're, here's the thing: if Scott Darling, Peter Mrazek, and McElhaney are all above a nine four, you mean a nine oh four? Sure, because they're not going to be nine four. No, nine four zero. Nine four zero. If they if that happens, here's every team problem. in the NHL is going to have three goalies. The problem we have, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to look like idiots. Here's what I'm going to say, Alex. Okay, I, as a goalie, not just as a goaltender. Because having competition is great. Because I, like, you talk to guys, like, it helps. I mean, as much as sink sometimes that you may not play, but it helps you drive in practice, helps you try to get better. Now, with what you're trying to say, Alex, I understand. Try around three goaltenders, and is it because the fact that you have three mediocre goaltenders? They don't have a defensive. Fringe starters. They don't have. I don't like that word, mediocre. But continue. Well, it's because I'm talking about Carolina. Your Canes. They're not mediocre. They're working on it, okay? Hey, the, the team is up front is fine. The goaltending is the question mark. And the, and the, okay, excuse me. The question mark is the inexperience and the goaltending. That's, I'd probably say, that's fair enough, would you say? What? what this is the, probably the, 
weaknesses on the team is the inexperience and the goaltending. Because that's why you ha- they have three goaltenders. Because yeah. A, they're like, all right, well, maybe they're going to wait. Okay, probably what's going to happen. Like I said, they're all three one-way start. They, they have to play in the NHL or get put on waivers, which means they may get picked up. Except for Peter Morazic, because let's be honest, hello, Charlotte. Um, well, yeah, so... That's why I don't, That's why I'm trying to figure out why don't they just risk that, because let's be honest, Morazic's not impressive by any stretch of the imagination. Because maybe they're trying something new. Well, what they're trying to do is they're going to play a few games, see who stands out, and then pick the odd, pick the, the odd one out. Pick the, the weak link in the herd. The low-hanging fruit son. Yes. Which one is going to get picked off by the lion first? Which of these antelopes is going to get eaten alive? Probably. You just got to think of everything in pace. Statistically proven, it's going to be Peter Morazic. Because let's be honest. Let's think of it this way. Curtis McElhinney can prove he can play backup. Scott Darling, you're not going to put a $4 million goaltender in the minors. Stop it. Um, if you're not going to laugh at my joke, I will. I'm just saying, like, you're not going to put Darling on there because he's too much money. Peter Morazic, because I think it's, like, uh, covers $920,000 if he clears waivers and gets in the minor leagues. So that means you're only going to pay $200,000 against your cap for Peter Morazic. McElhenney, oh, what they sign him for? Oh, gosh. Oh, no, he was, he was signed for, like, eight hundred fifty grand. So he would be totally free if he went down to the minors, if he cleared waivers. Here's the problem. I think McElhenney is too good of a backup that the NHL, the rest of the teams in the National Hockey League, will let him drop. If he had dropped right now, Florida's sitting there thinking, okay, here we go. Because let's be honest, Reimer Hutchison, not looking too good. No. So that's why I'm thinking Carolina, like I said, it's an experiment. They're going to, and I don't think it's an experiment to try to say, hey, does a three-goal system work? No, it's a waste of a roster spot. They're trying to figure out who is going to be the guy. Who can, who are the two guys we can rely on this season? Fair. So I'm thinking, like I said, it's going to be, the way it's going right now, it's going to be Darlene and Marazic, because like I said, Darlene's too much money to pay to play in Charlotte, and McElhaney's been much better than Morazic. That's what I'm saying. You just said that Darling and Morazic. Oh, Darling and McElhaney, sorry. The I was about to say. Um, what? Darling and McElhaney. McElhaney ain't a backup ain't he? He's a split ain't he? He's a split ain't he? He's 1A and B and a C ain't he, apparently, right now. He's a, he's a, he's a solid 180 because he's turning this team around. Well, Go Canes! I'm just saying he's doing a good job, and that's why I think, like I said... We need to make that a t-shirt. Go Canes? No. You just buy a cane shirt, Alex. No, Tyler. I want a TKP hashtag on the back and in the front. The Crusader, the Crusades of the Carolinas. Hey. Well, get, warning flag. Carolina warning flag. You get, hey, you get on the, uh, you get on the teespring and we'll make it happen. Um. You know uh, who else is doing uh, some experimenting? Ah, oh, darn my How are we going to The Boston Bruins are experimenting with how much videotaping they can do on different I don't know teams. if it's an experiment. And now, okay. So the Boston Red Sox just won the World Series. They were caught uh, a year ago or two years ago videotaping, um, or yeah, videotaping signs. Uh, base, like third base signs, you know, steal and signs, catcher signs, whatever. And this is only after a few years after the. Oh, well, actually, that's quite a few years ago after Spygate, uh, after the Patriots got caught uh, videotaping sign signals made from the sidelines of football, the NFL. Now, well, that's why they had to change everything to actual signs. That yes. if, you, if you look at teams and stuff. But what I wonder is, what is Boston doing? Are you talking about the team or are you talking about the whole thing? Well, I'm just saying, what are the Celtics doing now to help the- Hey, they've been a contender for the, the last couple years. Part two? 
Uh, you can't really deflate basketballs, Alex. Of course you can. Well, okay, it doesn't help. They have an air bladder. It doesn't help. Aha! Not deflate gate. It's going to be inflate gate. They're going to put... How does that bounce, bounce pass go 20 feet in the air? Zip. Helium. <laughs> helium. Comedy. <laughs> I wonder, how would helium work with a basketball? I'm looking at... I'm thinking of science right now. Because it's a la- it's small, thin latex. It's... it's whereas a basketball is too thick. It's, it's actually... It if anything, it wouldn't, work. it wouldn't work because it'd actually make... I want to say it'd make the ball heavier. Maybe. Because even though it'll rise... Because they, well, they, did, added, they, they did the same... They, someone did an experiment with like soccer balls about how it would change. And really, there's not much difference, but it felt different, you know? It felt... Well, that's why it deflates the deflated football. is easier to catch and throw. Anyways, long story short. Needless to say... The Boston Bruins were caught filming... Uh, Ottawa Center's practice before the game, before they played. Center. Now, to be Which fair, it's kind of funny because it was then, for you know, a, you know, remember the whole, you know, hey, in your face, yeah, Jack Edwards, yeah, in your face, you just got caught, red-handed, in prison. That's not really what happened, but you know. To be fair, to be fair, the Boston Bruins, I think they had like a, they're doing like a documentary or a bio something or whatever. That's why they were filming stuff. So, and they were, it was probably like one of those, like, uh, a day in the life kind of thing. Keep yes. going. I'm going to keep going. Ne- <laughs> keep going until you change it. For those of you that are listening, Tyler's just doing air quotes over everything. That's air right quotes. Now. I'm Dr. Evil. <laughs> I'm the Boston Dr. Bruins Evil. Are, the Boston Bruins are doing some sort of like documentary thing or whatever. Keep and they, going. they may or may not be, uh, Using this to their advantage by that's filming, better. okay, that's better. Filming Ottawa Senators zone entries and zone exits. Now, what happened was, according to the story, they obviously the camera crews were videotaping the Senators' practice, and the Senators' staff, uh, coaching staff, obviously. Brian five or six found him. <laughs> Brian, he's what like, "What are you guys doing? We're in Ottawa, Canada. What are you doing filming my team?" Get out of here! They were. That's how you film. This is how you film with the. Where's my phone? That's how you're supposed to film. Get in their face and let it. Oh my gosh, I'm scary looking. <laughs> yeah, you are. The fact that you have a girlfriend re- is surprising. I looked at my reflection there and I got spooked. Yeah. It is Halloween. Yeah. I know. This is Halloween. Yeah, your Halloween. your Halloween, Halloween costume is Halloween. Just you. What? What? The Ottawa Senators coaching staff asked politely that the cameras not film practice. And the camera said, okay, and stopped filming practice. Ironically, though. Needless to say. This documentary you speak of. This filming for a special that you speak of. Well, they do, okay, they do do the behind the bench. Uh, the, or behind the B. Is that what it's called? I, I've seen it before on NHL Network. Yeah. Yeah. So, granted, they do it's that. It's like the, however. The oil, it was like the old Oilers thing that they used to do. What was it? Oh, oil change. You love that show. That thing went on for four years because it was the longest rebuild ever. But, um, no, okay, because here's the thing, behind the, be- like, obviously you're filming for your documentary, I get that, but I, it wasn't like it was like, you know, all right, let's film a couple shots here, it was filming, still filming, watching, Ottawa practice, because you could well, done- if Well, if you think, if you want to think about it, you have to film more than you what? need to, that way when you edit stuff, you have plenty to edit out. What was it? There was, I remember something like, you made it. It's, um, Needless to say, Boston got caught videotaping, and 
the NHL is not taking any act on it because obviously it's for a documentary and it wasn't it wasn't with malicious intent. Quote. Uh, I'm trying to see if they won that game. I forgot if they won. I think they won that game that night. Needless to say, the videotaping. Yes, they did. Four one. In your face. Four one. And and. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna knock your head off. I'm gonna take you down. Maybe the videotaping helped because obviously, uh, they're playing Carolina right now. Actually, yeah. Let's go to games and your statistics, just because I feel like following around. Tori Krug is off the IR. Joe Thornton's off the IR. Oh, yeah, Tori Krug got back today. Um, remember, that was a guy that was injured a few weeks ago. It could have been bad. Uh, Joe Thornton, good thing his looks like his knee's all right, because remember, that was a big talk of infecting his career. Actually, Alex, you want to... Uh, actually, no, there's, there's no game on NBC until, like... Oh, no, Pittsburgh and Islanders are on the, uh, the, the free game on NHL.TV right now. We'll turn that on. No, okay. Heck no. We'll finish the show, fine. No, um, we're going to Arby's after this, son. What? You're going to Arby's after this. Why don't you want to get a free sandwich? Oh, right, free sandwich. Okay, yeah, I like free. And credit fries. Solid. Um, something smells, something's cooking. I know. Are you cooking something? I ain't cooking something. You just hope you're not cooking something. You're sitting for an hour and a half. You get the crock pot? No. No? You don't, I don't know, know how to work crock pot, do you? I, I just, I just, just <laughs> chuck it all in there. <laughs> Throw it in there and press the button. And we're cooking. Um, You know who's cooking? Pedersen. Elias Pedersen. Back from the headshot. Back from apparently the dead after he came, what was it, last last Sunday? Back from a clean check. <laughs> We're not getting into this, Alex. <laughs> Scores two goals in his game back, in his first game back. Scores, yeah, two goals, including the game winner last time against Minnesota. Um, I think he's fine. <laughs> I think he's good. I think he's all right. Well, because well, it was last Sunday we had we had Kelly on talk about it. And it's like, you don't want to rush him, don't want to rush him. Well, I, Mike, of course, the concern is, is he going to get hurt? That's the hard part. Is like you got to be careful because obviously, like he didn't get hit last night. Clearly, he looked fine, played well, but you have that in the back of your mind. Like I said, Sidney Crosby came back. Like we talked about it. Sidney Crosby came back after the hit against Steckel, got hit not too hard by Victor Hedman, but it did enough damage that he had still the entire year. Now, if Sidney Crosby had not been hit the rest of that season in the head, that 2010-2011 season, who knows what would have happened? Mm. I'm just, I'm just saying. I understand what you're saying. So. You got to be careful. He's playing well, absolutely. You totally want a guy like that in your lineup right now that can play well. But you got to be careful. You have to protect him. You, I don't want to use him sparingly, but watch who you put him against right now. Yes. For the next, and then also three Pet- weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, and then also Pedersen needs to watch how he plays. Well, he's never been a physical player. No, I mean he's like never been a muck and grinder. He's a he's a out. I don't want to say... What I'm telling him is to stay in the middle of the ice. No, no, Don't no. go near the boards. Oh, well, we don't want to go in the middle of the ice because, uh, if you're fast enough, I guess you can go in the middle of the ice. Keep your head on a swivel stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. That's, that's what he does. He's but a fast player. But if you get... If obviously you go down the boards and you don't feel like you're going to get by him, don't... Uh, I don't want to say play like a... Don't play like a, a sissy, but you you gotta you got to be aware of... Play safe. Gonna, yes. Play safe. And obviously, like I said, Vancouver, they're looking good. Sorry. Am I messing with your thing? Yes. Sorry. ADD. Um, if you're you're playing well in Vancouver, Vancouver's not looking bad at all. I but I don't think they're gonna be good enough. Um, they're gonna get Carlson at the deadline. Henrik Carlson? Sure. <laughs> no. No. Eric. Okay. Alex, the Vancouver train left. Uh, when did he get when did he get traded again? Um, I'm, I'm just messing around, but 
Keep going. Are you bored, Alex? You're just making this stuff up. Yes, because I want to go to the last part. I want to go to the last thing because it's something I'm kind of passionate about. Oh, okay. Uh, can we actually, can you, while I'm finishing that, my Patterson thought, can you look up the article to the details of the subject? I already got it. Oh, you do? Okay, can you just put it on there so I can see it? Because uh, I'll be honest, I haven't gotten the full details on what we're talking about. Anyways, Lies Patterson, I really, I'm. he's a skillful player. I just don't want it because we had the same issue, same issues with, uh, with, Joe Murphy had an issue. Uh, Keith Primo had this kind of issue, getting concussions early. They were able to keep playing, but they were never able to be the same players and the same as later in life. Now, Joe Murphy is obviously a very extreme case, but Keith Primo, he's still having issues, and he's never been the same person. Um, but I think they'll be okay. He's just got to be careful. Yeah. So, now let's get on to the main event of the evening. Which is funny because this is has to do with vegas yes not the hockey team well yes the hockey team but yeah vegas mgm resorts international is what we're talking about which is uh vegas the only city in the united states that it allows um gambling and prostitution okay a lot of other things if we're gonna be honest las vegas isn't a city it's an indian reservation Native American Reservation. Whatever you want. I was about to say, get that right. My apologies. I we apologize to all of our natives and all of indigenous our indigenous people. people. Yes, yes. It is we just a, talked about Jordan Tutu last week. Yeah. First enough player in the NHL. Good player. So. Sad boy. Uh, where were we going with this? Oh, yeah. So. Essentially. So, big. Just Nevada, go with the announcement. So, preface this. Nevada the state of Nevada and the state of New Jersey are the only two states where, as a whole, it is legal to bet and gamble on professional sports. Minute. Really? In New Jersey? Yes. I thought it was only just the... Uh... Nope. Okay. New Jersey as well. So, as the NHL being a business, <clears throat> Gary Bettman announced a multi-year partnership with MGM Resorts International that is based out of... Las Vegas. Really? And the MG- MGM Resorts. Um, this was done on Monday, so that was actually... Yesterday. Yesterday. It was announced yesterday. It was announced on Twitter Live, Facebook Live, and what else he, are you watching he al- on? He also did an interview with, uh, on Wednesday Night Hockey. Or not Wednesday. It wasn't Wednesday Night Hockey. No, no it was during sport. Oh, no, the sports net. Because, it, it was, um, it was a sports net. Kyle Moustakis was talking to him. Yes. Muskakis. Muskakis? Yes, Muskakis. Um, so, so I'll, I'll just go into the well, details. Well, they pretty much played the interview later. Yeah. So, kind of prefacing this, the NBA is doing a similar deal with MGM. Um, Bettman, being the lawyer that he is, he cited the U.S. Supreme Court's landmark May ruling of 1992, saying that it banned all commercial sports uh, in most states as regional as the reason for the NHL's reason for not having it for so long but the world is changing and quote the nhl is adapting to it from batman so as of right now as part of the partnership these are all the details mgm resorts have access to nhl's intellectual properties including the use of logos branding to promote to consumers that are potential new fans as a resort of gambling as well as games and highlight films so it's not just like you know Oh, hey, you know, you have a guy talking to you, like, all right, uh, Leafs are, uh, they're playing. It's Leafs, not like horse races. Leafs are playing Calgary tonight, and uh, Leafs are, let's be honest, three to one odds, let's say, last night. You right. know, just saying. 
you know, like, and you, you only have it up on the board, just a scoreboard. So you bet through a guy who knows a guy yeah. and, and like the shady stuff, you know, the it's stuff not where a loan sharks come to your house and break in and beat the head. It's not shop. a bookie shop. Correct. Now it's going to be where this is where analytics, this is, this is what analytics was built for. I'll continue on by saying this Keep with going. the use of all the intellectual property, which includes game film and <clears throat> all broadcasts and stuff. Yep. yep. MGM Resorts have now generated an, a, or will eventually completely use the proprietary real-time data um, generated by NHL player tracking systems. Ian Tullin. So this is compl- this is like, there's like the stats that we pay attention to, so like goal averages, points, stuff like that, and then there's like the analytics. This is like stuff that Kyle Dubas has been doing for years and years and years. This is what they're doing because. Ian, Betting is a science. Ian Tulloch is about to become a billionaire. Yes, he is. For those who know Ian Tulloch, a uh, Leafs Geeks podcast, um, we should have him on to talk about this. That'd be kind of cool. Because like, he, he's a very super, he's, uh, he's a contributing writer for The Athletic. Yeah. He's a genius with analytics. Like, PDO, Corsi Fort, the stuff that completely goes over my head because I'll be honest, I haven't taken the time to look at it. And But he's super smart. He is going with this business and with this kind of knowledge. Now, I know can, uh, it's not legal in Canada yet. No, Canada's gonna Bet, have to- betting on individual games is not legal. You can bet in the you lottery situation. Situation. I forgot that they how have. it. I forget. Yes. There's like a lottery thing. Uh, anyone from Canada, please comment on this and tell us exactly how it's going to work. Cause I, well, no, because they have like um, well, they have like Proline. You know? Yeah, it's a lottery based system. Correct. Yeah, so it's like that's you, what I said. Yeah, Proline. You can't. You, can't, um, you cannot bet on. Certain game you can't bet on specifics like you can in the United States. But I'll, how Proline works. Let uh, me put it this way: the data system that they're going to have in the player tracking in Vegas, where they have the entire thing and the whole betting thing, the whole thing, that one the, thing, the, yes, the whole one sh- thing, the whole shebang, the whole shebang, shebang, shebang. But needless to say, they're going to show the the stats on. I thought I, the stats. I was gonna say statistics, but you need my some coffee. Well, I'm, I'm out. I, I I have a dirty latte here. A, a dirty, dirty tea latte. Yeah, which is for those of you at home, it's tea and coffee at the same time. Read that bottom one. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. Um, <laughs> newsflash. Keep her going. Renee Young is going to be commenting for WWE's Crown Jewel, which is in Saudi Arabia. Which is hopefully she's wearing a really. Tall turtleneck. Anyways. Yeah, just completely sidetracked. The, the data that they're going to collect is like, they're going to see how fast Connor McDavid was skating on his third shift in the night. How fa- how hard Dustin Bufflin's gonna be those, 50th shot of the let's night Let's put it was. this way. There's going to be such dumb... It's like the Super Bowl. Who wins the coin flip? $1,000 on the NFC team. Exactly. But it's going to bring in a fan base how? of gamblers to the NHL, which oh, is... Oh, gosh. I'm going to start gambling. I guarantee you, uh, McDavid's on the ice for 48 and a half seconds. So, under. <laughs> so I'm going to go more, I'm just going to do a couple more detail things for those that are listening at home that doesn't follow us, and then we can do our reactions. So as of right now, MGM Resorts International owns 42.5% of T-Mobile Arena, which is the home of the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, so the biggest thing, uh, so this could bring in a revenue of approximately at at least $260 million per year to the NHL with a 50% revenue generated by MGM Resort's partnership. And 
the gaming commission fillings indicate that it's closer to a four, four or five percent of a hundred million dollars of the total Vegas handle. By the way, we should mention this is coming from uh, Frank Cervelli, TSN, Frank Cervelli, TSN senior hockey reporter. Yep, so probably should mention that. He's a solid guy. Nice guy. Weird dude. And <laughs> so now that's all the numbers and stuff. Gary Bettman stated that, as as it is with situations like, oh, goodness, I can't even think of his name. Baseball got Bud Selig got pile driven by Kane or choke slammed by Kane. Oh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose. <laughs> In professional, I'm sorry. How do you go the rest? I'm like the guy that gambled on baseball. You could have said that. Yeah. Pile driven. Tombstone pile driven by Kane. Ah, yes, Pete Rose. When this Should was have been Hall of when this was announced, a lot of people were thinking, "Well, are players going to start throwing games to get a little bit of money on the side?" But and Gary Bettman stated, "Don't in, start in the st- There's that theory without gambling. Gary Bettman <laughs> said it perfectly in the press conference. He said, "I've never been." He's this is direct quote. I've never it's coming been from a lawyer. Remember, I've never worried. And I this is the quote. I have never worried and don't worry about the integrity of our game. It has been very strong, even when the majority of gambling was not through legal sports books. End quote. Which is why I say, I'm like, trust me, there's always that slight thing of, hmm, that was quite the collapse, a 4 nothing collapse. What if? What if? There's always been that what if. And I don't, like I said, now the fact that it's public, you ain't going to get away with it. Well, no, you're you not know gonna... how long it took Pete Rose to get busted for that? Well, yes. Okay, excuse me, speculation. There were speculations when he retired. Well, yes. When he was managing the Reds. But I think Gary Bettman, he stood up for his league and he stood up for all the players that are in the league by saying that the integrity of our game is utmost. Right. I have no concern with the players trying to throw games. They've never done it. Nothing, you can't prove anything, basically, kind of okay, thing. Okay, saying someone never threw a hockey game is very... Okay. In the 101-year history... But you get what, I'm, you get what I'm saying, though, Tyler. I understand. I think that was... I don't think even though the NHL is going public with this and they're doing deals, and obviously it's going to be a very select niche for a while niche. because niche, niche, whatever, how you want, however you want to pronounce it. Notifications. Spotify. Oh, Spotify. They say Spotify. Yeah, whatever. Longo. Where it's whole legally in the states, it's only in Nevada and New Jersey. So the betting is going to have to really come from those two states. And then you're going to have to go through all these states. But needless to say, I don't think this changes the league. It just makes the league more money. It makes the league more money, which is going to... And Gary Bettman said in his Sportsnet interview, because... With Kyle Muskakis. Because Kyle Muskakis is a great interviewer because he was trying to... He was trying to not dumb it down, but he was trying to get it into simpler terms. Because and he Gary was trying Bettman, to get everything he could out of Gary, which is almost impossible. Because he's a lawyer. Because congratulations. He's a great lawyer. That's the difference in Kyle's guy's like, all right, I'm going to try to work this. I'm trying to be nice about it. Don Cherry. Where are we going to team to get back city? <laughs> t- hey, when's that team coming to get He's about to, he's having a nice interview with Ron Donaldson. Hey, <laughs> I have questions. Needless to say, that's Supreme Court hearing, sir. I have questions. I want answers now. The NHL is not getting any money from the takes, from the actual bets. 
what they're doing is they're getting money from the sponsorships and the partnership. Correct. Which they which is just revenue that MGM makes from the takes and stuff like that. But the actual takes are not directly going into the NHL's pocket. They're just getting a flat rate amount. They're not getting added bonuses. Like, say, if the Toronto Maple Leafs got bet on to win the Stanley Cup and it was, like, a huge, numer- like enormous amount of money, the NHL doesn't, like, Well, it's gain funny because they've always talked about the Vegas odds. Vegas odds, Vegas odds. Stuff like that, you know? Dumb stuff like that. It's always happened and it's kind of funny to talk about. Now... My thing about it is the, the idea is that it's going to start uh, next year, correct? Uh, next season? I just want to make sure I saw it right. Yes. Where did I see it? I saw it somewhere. It's the article. We have the same article. Where is it? It's somewhere. Uh, you start from the top. Okay. I, th- I swear I said 2019, 2020. Okay. You keep looking for it. Oh, yes. Right there. Uh, available. He's hoping that it makes tracking player tracking data available in time for start of next season. Okay. And don't forget the lockout year is 2020, 21. Uh, everyone do a shot. So I'm just saying the CBA is going to be up. The players are going to want a cut of that. You know this, Alex. The players want the luxury tax so they can make more money just like the other leagues. And they're going to see how much money the league's going to be making off of the gambling. They're going to want to cut. They're not. They're not. The NHLPA will not get a single cent from this deal. But what will go- happen? But they're going to want the more because of it. They're going to want more money because of this. Because if the leagues make more money, they want more of it. I'm saying they don't want more cut of the gambling. They want more cut of the money that the leagues will be making from the gambling. That's what they want. They they don't care. They're not going to care about how much the league makes off gambling. The, the, NHL- league, the, league, the, the league didn't. Make, if the league didn't make a single dollar off this, players don't care. But the league's getting profitable, profitable, profitable. I'm like, all right, uh, they're getting. Where's me for it's that? Not, it's not profitable, profitable, profitable. It is single partnership. It's but a gonna, deal. But there's me money coming in from it. It's what I'm yeah, trying to say. One flat rate. It's not profit, 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 profit. So well, the league, the league so, is going to profit off of this. So there's me more attention. The league, the league's make more money. That's the point. That's why. It's, it's which like, is going it, into the players. So you're gonna have people that are buying uh, jerseys that go straight into a percentage of players' pockets. You have ticket. Uh, you have ticket sales, which goes into kind of. organizations, which goes into playing or paying for salaries and paying to use up all the cap space you want. That's where the players are going to make their money. And I think if the players are smart, they're not going to get a whole cut of this. What they wanted, what they should do, is raise the cap a bit. That way, all the fans and all this new exposure, all the money that they're going to be making in ticket sales. And all this, that, and the other thing, that's where the players are going to get their money. That's where the NHLPA is going to get their money. Not from the partnership. They're going to get money because the leagues become more profitable. That's the goal. Yes. And that's, that's why, where they're going to get their money. They're not going to get saying, the money from the the single partnership that's by why, itself. Well, that's why I'm saying. They're not going to get money from game. They're going to want more money because if the league starts making more money, I'm like, all right. Okay, I'm but the here, one, they're going to be, they're going to point at themselves and say, listen, I'm the reason why this league's getting better because they're players, they're athletes. They're the reason why the league is profitable. Let's here, be honest. Here's my question. There's a reason why the how IHL you, couldn't stand by itself. How are they? Okay. You mean the IHL? That's what I said. The IHL. I thought you said the AHL. Excuse no, me. the reason why the IHL couldn't stand by how itself. How do you expect them to get the money though? I expect, what? Like the league? The players. The no, players I, association. I'm saying like, cause the league is making more money every single year right now. Just because of ticket sales. Tell the TV yeah, deal, and look exposure, at the players. Merchandise sales. Yeah, and look at the players. And they're they, getting more money they, each year. Well, they want they're getting more rights each but, year. But here's the problem: the the, the players. I know it's going to get brought up in the CBA. I know it. I know it. That's why there's going to be a lockout. They want a more flexible cap. 
like the NBA, like the Major League Baseball, and like the NFL. They want a, a less strict salary cap because I, mean, I know I know you grimace at this, and that, but you know what's going to happen? It's going to ruin the game. Because you're going to have superstar teams. You I might as well go back that. to the pre-lockout when you had the Detroit Red Wings. Who could afford having Brendan Shanahan, Brett Hall, Sergey Fedorov, Nicholas Lidstrom, Chris and Osgood. And they still took my, I'm, Thomas Biondo is going to hate when I say this. They're going to, they took a pay cut. Who took a pay cut? Yuri Fisher? He wasn't making squat. But I know you're saying. That's why Yuri Fisher left. That kind of really. Anyways. Back to stuff. Um. You're gonna have these dynasty teams. The Pittsburgh I Penguins, one of the one of the most profitable teams in the entire NHL. The Pittsburgh Penguins and and the Washington Capitals. They're gonna have these super teams. And every single Stanley Cup, it's just gonna be like the Super Bowl. It's just gonna be like the NBA playoffs, where it's the same two teams over and over and over again. And it's gonna suck. Here's- it's not gonna be profitable for the league. It's gonna be profitable for five teams, and that's it. Here's the problem, man. I understand. I hope you. I hope you like watching the rest of the league drown. And if you wanted the Arizona, you're right. You're right. You wanted how, the. How you do wanted, I? How do like an NBA? How are the Utah Jazz? I don't know. Who do they have on their team? They're not good. Yeah, they may have. Some, they have a guy from Miami. No, who cares? The uh, Minnesota Timberwolves or whatever. <laughs> Gone. No, they just beat Toronto last night. So Minnesota's actually not too bad. Okay, they have. Uh, what's the guy's name that keeps complaining about everything? Uh, a um, combo um, or something. Uh, or? I, I'm terrible with Caleb, names. and I talked about it during the game Saturday. Anyways, long story short, there there are okay, teams that are they, competitive. They're there are competitive, team- but they will not win. They will never be in the NBA Correct. playoffs. That's they will never be in the championship. But here's game. the thing, Alex. Do you think the NHL players care? They're going in the CBA. Really, there will be some. Yes, to compare about the competitiveness throughout the league. I understand because let's be honest. If this happens, you probably won't have Tampa Bay losing to Arizona seven to one. That I understand. That. You want to know why? Because Arizona will be a team. You're right, and that's just listen. I'm saying the player. I'm not. I'm not fight. I'm not trying to fight you. By saying, I know. No. I'm just getting frustrated. No, you already phone's already broken enough. Quit whacking your phone. What I'm trying to say is the players will want more money. They won't care about if will Minnesota be able to hold up against a team like the Rangers and have a lot of money. Who cares? They're not going to care. They're just going to care about my. Then extend the cap. Give me my ten million dollars and can I go home? Then you just extend the cap. You don't have to that's have a flexible I, cap. Just raise it. That's why I think it's gonna it's gonna be interesting come twenty twenty. Hundred million dollar cap. It's gonna be quite a jump, but it's possible. It's at eighty million now. You keep got, the well, cap floor at where it is right now, but you extend the cap to hundred million dollars. There you go. Well, then you're gonna have teams because don't forget, Alex. Arizona they they're at the cap floor, but they can't really afford to pay. For hundred million dollars for the players, they don't need to. They just need to reach the cap floor. Leave the cap floor as it is where, but then, where but it is then right now, now. But then that's the thing. You're going to have that wide differential of talent, like you. Yep, exactly. So that means you have to raise so, the cap. But I'm saying you have to raise the cap floor. Then that's ex- what I'm going to say. It's going to have to go up. And then you're going to just. And then you're going to sh- destroy teams. The NHL and Gary Bettman. They're going to try to, you know, expand teams that way. Or have this nice expanded league that way they reach all corners of the United States and. All corners of the world. Well, they're not going to have like world teams, but well, you, you know what I'm saying. That's eventually. Well, it's. I mean, someone's going to have to do it. Eventually, someone's well, going to. I have mean, to the do NFL's it. thinking about moving the uh, Carolina Panthers to, or not the Carolina, but no, the Jacksonville Jaguars to London. That's a thing. I've I've heard that, but uh, I haven't heard. There's not a whole lot of footing on it. Mm-hmm. There's okay. There's a lot of people that say that. A lot of people that say a lot of things. Like there's me, money there. 
Like me saying, oh, the yeah. NFL sees there's money there. Yes, there's money there. Because let's be honest, Jacksonville's not so back to the, down there. So back to as I was saying, the NA, the NHL is going to be trying to have these all these expansion teams and stuff like with Seattle and Vegas. And Vegas will be fine because they have plenty of money. Seattle but, will be fine because they have a heck of a backing right now, and there is money in that city. Okay, but you're going to be like, all right, we just got Seattle, but we just lost Phoenix. We just lost... You didn't uh, lose Phoenix. You lost Arizona. What, whatever. They're not in Phoenix anymore. You lost Arizona. You're probably going to lose a team like Colorado eventually. No. Uh, okay, no. needless to say, you're going to lose all the low-lying teams. A team like Detroit, possibly. No, you won't. Because there's not a lot of money in that city. The way they... Yes, there is. They're growing. This this shit Detroit and Detroit, who... It's funny, because you defend Detroit more than I do. They're fine. No, they're not. They, Metro Detroit is fine. Detroit is not fine. The Wings are not. Yes, but they are teams that go through bad stretches. Edmonton went through I'm a not talking about the city. or I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about the city. The cities will not be able to pay for the team they to don't. exist. Because you have all these players that are going to be like, I want a $10 million contract. I want a $20 million contract. Well, and I can go retire and be fat. Well, they won't make that kind of money. I don't. Not I'm, trying to, I'm trying to follow you, but unfortunately, it's just darkness. I don't know where I'm going. Where you're going with this? Not every player in the NHL is going to be able to make money like, like a single person, like a single talent, like Connor McGregor. He get he makes crap ton of money because he well, does. That's one why, thing. Well, that's why there's a salary cap, Alex. Exactly. So you can't have a flexible salary cap, and you can't have an egregious hundred million dollar cap. Because unless the, until the inflation rate goes up that high oh, in the states and in Canada, you can't manage that. You can't have you can't have a thirty-two team league with that kind of money. Three hundred or no? Because you're going to have teams that are filled with AHLers. Three point two like billion dollars spent around thirty-two teams. Arizona is going to be AHL players. Carolina, Alex. That's how they are now, though. Carolina Who's be, making money? Galchenyuk's probably the highest. I think... Uh, I'm going to look at this. The, the New York Islanders will be... Nah. Late. They're going to be AHL. Highest-paid player Carol- is Derek Stepan. Sorry. Alex Galchenyuk's the second highest-paid high Carolina paid. Hurricanes are going to be more AHL players. You want to know why? Because all the big teams, like Toronto, who could definitely profit from this, they have all this money to spend, and be like, all right, we're going to have... Our starting lineup be John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Eric Carlson. I did go over this and say that I don't. I agree that it's going to be bad. I'm just saying the players are going to want a lot of money, and not, they should get money from the new revenue that they're getting from the new fans. That's where their money should be. That's where hundred million dollars is going to come from. The not you say a hundred million dollars salary cap. Okay, that's fine. It'll happen. Great. The players can get that all this money in performance bonuses. Not in no, salary Alex, cap. Well, here's the problem. The performance bonuses, you know this, Alex. They go against salary cap at the end of the season. That's just, why. The, that's why. They need Central to Con- find something like, like a, what's what's it? Um, a royalties thing. A luxury tax. No, not a lawyer luxury tax. Oh, right. Pla- players need their own. You're like talking the, like, like, sp- like the you're NHLPA talk- has to have. You're talking about like Mitchell Marner doing the whole things with uh, with Dr. Dre, uh, Dre beat. Yes, Dre. he has and to have his Tavares own royalty. Doing his thing with exactly, Bay. it has to be player to player to player, here's, not teams, not the league. Here's the problem: a, a the salary cap's going to go up. It will hit 100 million someday. 
I don't know when. Lockout, maybe When not. the inflation rate's that high, but go on. It's going to keep going up. You know this. Now, whether or not it's going to go up 4.5 million like it did last year, probably not. It's just going to keep going up, though. What I'm trying to say, though, Alex, is that there are teams, there's not much of a royalties possibility in Glendale, Arizona. There really isn't much of an opportunity there outside of Sunrise, Florida, or Miami. There's not much, let's be honest, interest in my hockey in Miami is not that great. There isn't much down there. That's why some players like playing down there. No pressure. There isn't really, Dallas, 10 years ago maybe, but not anymore. Really isn't much for there. Yes, when you go to Minnesota, obviously because people are just hockey crazy up there. Houston wouldn't be able to have a team. Houston, you know, Houston would be able, they wouldn't be able to have the same kind of royalties. If you're talking about this whole royalties thing, that's why Toronto, New York. They'd even, be fine. Even, even, even still, there's still a background in Detroit that there can be something there. And let's be honest, if Eisman becomes GM, I'm just saying, they're going to become good again. Royalties will go through the roof again. But I'm saying like uh, Montreal. You can't make enough money on Stevie O's, Tyler. Steve. You can't do that. <laughs> How much Connor McDavid makes? And not just Edmonton, but and in look Canada. at their team. They're bad. They're, they're barely afloat because financially they're, because they're spending twenty one and a half million dollars, twenty and a half, excuse me, just over twenty million dollars, a quarter of your salary cap on two players. Yeah, financially, look at the Alberta teams. Crap. Okay. Calgary's a different problem. Okay, Calgary's a problem. Calgary's Edmonton's a, a problem. Calgary has got a poor government. That's why the fact that they're gonna. They're going to write off the bid t- tomorrow about the 2026 Olympics uh-huh. because of the government. So Calgary is going to lose a team. They're not going to lose. Oh, my gosh. If Calgary lose, if the fan base will, they will give every dollar that they have to keep a team. I'll keep money in Calgary. I'll keep money in Calgary. I don't care. Make it like Green Bay. Have the city own the team. Actually, that, actually I just said that, and that, that probably would be horrible. They'll probably say, it's too much money. Get rid of it. Exactly. And what's the fan base going to do? Start cheering for the Oilers? Hell no. We got the Hitmen, right? They play at the Saddledome still. <laughs> finally, the Hitmen finally have their own logo at center right. <laughs> I don't think they've done that for years. Okay, actually, I think they when they did the throwback game a couple years ago for their 20th anniversary. That should be their... That should be every the, home opener. 21 years ago, Brett Hart and a couple other guys did it. 22 years ago, Brett Hart and a couple other guys started this hockey team. Three years ago. Oh, you keep going. This is a good old promo video for 24 years ago, Brett Hart. 26 years ago, Brett Hart. Not 25. I's- I'm skipping the the five years because let's be honest. That's just an explosion of stuff. World Wrestling Federation champion, WCW World Heavyweight champion, Brett Hart once started a hockey team. This is going to suck. This lockout? You're right. Players are too greedy. Some players are. Sidney Crosby isn't. Then again, I just like I said, I think he has a fascination with his own number, which is his birth year. Sidney oh, Crosby just loves playing hockey, dude. And he loves 87. Sidney Crosby loves make, playing hockey, and he makes money from it. Just like how Mario Lemieux was... Do you think he in- buys two extra dollars just so, his doll- just so be, uh, when he goes to Tim Hortons, it's $8.70? I'll take two sandwiches, please. Well, it has to be. Cindy, you're by yourself. I want two sandwiches. Okay, and a donut and a coffee. That comes to eight set. No, he he, he gets stuff for his wife. Because isn't he married? I don't think so. Okay, his girlfriend. 
I'll have two sandwiches and three donuts and two medium double levels, please. Okay, that is more than eight seventy, buddy. You know, two meals is like in Canada is like twelve dollars. Uh, well, but actually, you know here's, what? Here's now the I thing think about it. Here's think, the thing, though, no, Tyler. It's funny because I think a he's meal got a, in Canada was cheaper. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. It's it's the it's the Pittsburgh thing. So he could spend like twelve dollars, but he's Sidney Crosby. So they'll just they'll just think, round it out to eight dollars and seventy cents, including tax. Well, now I'm looking this up now. Uh, we're not. Do, we're not. No, we're not going to do this. But Tim Hortons in Pittsburgh. In Pen- oh my gosh, in Pennsylvania, there is uh, Wilkesbury, Warren, home of the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins, Erie, Pennsylvania, Duncannon, Corey, Bradford, Allentown. Isn't Allentown close to Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think so. I don't think he drives that far outside of town. Then again, I don't think he drives. Uh, s- whoa, whoa! I clicked it just because thinking I want think I was going to get directions. Ready for the restaurant hours for the Allentown, Pennsylvania Tim Hortons. Sure. 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's awful! That's breakfast. <laughs> That's, what is this, an and this house? I don't know. Where's the direction? Let's, let's cut this. I'm going to make a phone call. We're done. Oh, wait, they're closed. It's 7.30. You're right. They're closed now. Let's go get... I don't know. I'm hungry. Let's go get food. They're closed. What? They're close. They're not even open on the weekends. They're closed Saturday and Sunday. How do they make money? For those of you that have they're on Hamilton them. Street. For those Hamilton, of you- Ontario, for where those- they're open twenty four hours. For those of you that have stuck up with us this long, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to this go. To- never happened in Canada. Make sure to go to SeatGiant.ca for five percent off. For all people that like your twenty four hour Tim's, go to SeatGiant.ca. For those like being open for six hours a day and closed on the weekends, go to SeatGiant.com. 5% for all Canadian orders, 3% for all your American orders. Seatgiant.com or .ca, whichever you are, wherever you are. Using the Hopefully promo- you're in a good spot where there's 24 Timmies, 24-hour Timmies. Promo code TKP. Thank you so much for listening. For Tyler Keel, I'm your host, Alex. We will see you next time. Oh, goodbye. This would never happen in Canada. For the next.